Well, everybody, welcome to the BA Turn Pod with Rob and Joel. We welcome you back after a small hiatus as we will be um, wrapping up the baseball season as well as uh, giving us our first sports equinox of 2023, at least the fall portion of 2023. I'm Rob with Joel. How are you tonight, sir? Um, I think I'm a little under the weather. I'm getting a, a cough. It's that time of the year. so. Uh, the Kobe Bryant. Yes, 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 yes. Almost I'm out of uh, I'm out of health and safety protocols. Last weekend was a rough one. Oof. I'm like ninety percent sure I had the uh, the Kobe Bryant. Yikes! I didn't check, but yep. I can I can feel my body just shutting down a little bit. Yeah, I left uh, I left work early on Thursday last week, and then uh, I I wasn't able to go in on Friday. It's the first time I missed like a day of work and got a a couple of years <laughs> forever. And um, yeah first time since i think my car accident like six years ago Jesus. but um i missed work and then i was my head was killing me terrible and then the phillies made it worse <laughs> oh. just as i was getting better they made it worse on on cue right on cue yeah might as well get into it look we got a lot to get to uh yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try our best to touch on um everything we can we're gonna try to put a bow on the uh the phillies we'll we'll, we'll do maybe a phillies post-mortem uh, at another at another time, we'll we'll touch on what went wrong, but maybe we'll wrap up the entire season another day. Uh, we'll talk about our predictions that uh, either went right or wrong uh, from the like the MLB preview episode. We'll do the NBA oh, yes. preview today, even though we're a game into the season uh, or like two days into the season. We will talk um, week eight in the NFL. And we'll talk a little bit about the Flyers too. So a lot of cool stuff to get to today. Yeah, for sure. So. Without further ado, I guess we'll start with some news and notes. Giannis just signed a huge deal ahead of uh, the Bucks' season debut against the Sixers tonight. Um, he and Damian Lillard will be teaming up for the first time against Joel Embiid and the James Hardenless Philadelphia 76ers. Um, 24 hours before tip-off in the NBA, Giannis signed a three-year, 186 million-dollar max contract. Uh, the last time this happened in sports was Joe Burrow signed his massive deal with the Bengals, yes. and they got their butts kicked the next day. So. Um, what do you think goes wrong here? Smelling an upset here. Bucks are minus six tonight against the Sixers. Put money on the Sixers, baby. Don't sleep <laughs> on Nick Nurse. I do have thoughts about the Bucks, and we'll get to them in a little bit. Um, Dubai introducing a new baseball league. This was actually pretty exciting. I was going to send you something about this. I'm, I'm excited that you saw it on your own. They held a draft, and a couple fun names were picked. Bartolo Colon went in the first round, <laughs> as did Robinson Cano, Pablo Sandoval, and Didi Gregorius. I'm hoping they don't test for PEDs in league i'm sure they won't I, they won't but i don't know how many teams there are in this league um, i didn't see it either i didn't go too there's, there's like four or eight or something it's interesting there's a lot of fun names um uh there's an um severino gonzalez the former philly is in there somewhere really um there are yeah there's some good names i was looking at the draft uh, a few days ago maybe this becomes like the the random like baseball equivalent of the xfl that we pay attention to but don't really pay attention to give it up to dubai then, of course Give it up to yeah. Dubai, who's getting into sports. They got into soccer. They picked up Ronaldo and Neymar and a handful of other European soccer um, stars. Granted, a little past their, their prime, but still notable names and still obviously able to play. But who else were you going to say? Um, there's uh, they, they have pretty cool uniforms, and I'm pretty sure there's a team called the Wolves. So no shot, bro. Really? Uh, a lot, yeah, a lot to get excited about. I'm gonna see if I can find uh, this in real time. I hope, I hope we, this uh... is copyrighted somehow. <laughs> yeah, 
they can't have the Twitter name Phila Wolves, so I guess they uh, they're on their own here. Um, they might go Fila, F I L A. Baseball. Uh, let's see if I can find this. I think uh, out of these four names that you mentioned, I think uh, Bartolo Colon made uh, me laugh the the hardest. Baseball United is the um, his name. So. You. Uh, Alex Alex Leedy and oh Andrelton Simmons was also drafted in this. Uh Jair Jurgens. That sounds uh, Courtney Hawkins. Shedlong Jr. Alejandro Diaz, William Rosario. Good uh, Dwight Smith. Some players that people have probably heard of. Um JD Hammer, former Philly. The guy with the glasses. I don't know if you remember him. Severino Gonzalez. Rusne Castillo, who was like one of the biggest Cuban flops. Oh, um yeah, this is pretty fun. All right. uh, I'll give you three players. Jeremy Profar, the younger brother of Jerickson Profar. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, so there's uh looks like there's four teams. Uh, Todd Van Steensel, what a name. <laughs> Sounds pretentious. Uh, Shungo Fukunaga. Funaki. Now we're getting now we're getting into the uh, MLB the show portion of Right. All right. Um, do you see um, the guy in Japan? I forget his name. The pitcher. Does he move over to Dubai? Uh, Yamamoto, I believe, is the guy's name. No, or no, no. the or, American. Um, oh, Bauer. Name? I think Bauer's coming back to the majors. Really? Yeah. Now that he's clearing his name, um, I, mean, I think he'll be back next. I think a team's going to sign him if uh, MLB reinstates him. All right. How about Puig? Does he make an appearance in Dubai? I think Puig is toast. Damn, what a tragedy. Every teammate he's ever played with like can't stand his guts. Dubai will find out hard enough. Yeah. All right. So, MLB, the World Series starts Friday. Um, no Phillies. Texas Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers beat the Astros in seven. 11-4, big victory. Um, Adolis Garcia was the ALCS MVP. First time since 2011 that the Rangers are in the World Series when they lost back-to-back years in 2010 and 2011, thanks to Nelson Cruz not being able to field a fly ball and David <laughs> Freeze's heroics in 2011. Uh, I believe this is also the first time they made the playoffs in 2016 when they were defeated by the... Let me see if I test my... I think they were beaten by Toronto in the uh, the ALDS that year. On a losing streak and, of their uh, own. And they end the streak of, uh, I guess, the seven years that seven years in a row... First World Series since 2016 that the Dodgers or Astros will not be involved. So, congratulations yeah. to the Texas Rangers on winning the World Series as they will be taking on the te- uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks for four games. The Diamondbacks <laughs> defeated the Phillies in seven. Uh, the team that nobody thought was going to beat the Brewers. The team that nobody thought was going to beat the Dodgers. The team that nobody thought was going to beat the Phillies. And the team that pretty much nobody in the entire world thought that was going to beat the Phillies after game two. But they did. I guess this is a uh, as good a time as ever to figure out what the heck went wrong in this series. Um, Aaron Nolan kind of falling apart game six. Craig Kimbrell kind of blowing game four. I don't hold Kimbrell responsible for game three, but uh, game four, I don't know. And then game six and seven, were, they were what they were. I want to hear what your thoughts were. And I know that we try to assign blame to these types of things, so I'm going to try to come up with a list of people we can blame. Oh, yeah. Um... And then I'm actually, if I can, at the end, I'll offer a fresh perspective. For sure, yeah. But this is the first time that you, you and I have kind of probably purposely not shared too many opinions <laughs> with one another because of this. So the floor is yours. 
<laughs> as is the ceiling, all the walls and the windows are yours. <laughs> right. The whole building is yours. Well, I knew it was serious when you texted me. Let me pull this out real quick as I gather my thoughts on the fly as well. But I knew it was serious when you texted me this real quick. This was Thursday, Tuesday night, 1132. I was already maybe three hours into my REM sleep. I was like, I'm done with this game. I'm not watching the rest of game seven. Yeah, you poor bastard. You went to sleep hopeful that you were going to come up to wake up to Alec Bowman, oh, yeah. a big double in the eighth inning, puts right. the Phillies ahead. Uh, no. I think I was no, out was in Alec, the Alec, Alec Bum swings at a pitch that almost hit the dugout and breaks his bat and swings and misses when trying to hit the water cooler. <laughs> that or Acasianos couldn't buy a hit. Yeah. I think this was at 11.32, Tuesday night. Rob says, quote, I'll see you 6.15 Thursday. I have opinions. We don't need a rundown. That was it. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> of course, you were being hyperbolic later on, but I knew it was serious. I'm like, all right. This is going to be a good one. Um, yeah. What went wrong? My assessment. It was, in all essence, a choke job of of, Reese, of epic proportions. Maybe that's a little hyperbolic myself, but it's a choke job nonetheless. As you said, I think everyone in the world, except for anybody in Arizona and in Atlanta, believed. And and, and maybe even um, Milwaukee and L.A. after what they, since they saw it firsthand. Yeah, believed that Arizona would beat the Phillies. After 2-0, after that 10 nothing beatdown, I felt like this is either blowing your load or this is just a statement win and you're going to continue on for game three, four, maybe five, if anything. Game three, what happened? Pitching duel, it is what it is. And then Kirkring came in. Can't really blame it on the rookie too much, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. You can live and die with that, you know? Game four and five, unacceptable. Obviously, steal one at five, but yeah, you come home up three two. Nola, your ace or second ace, and just fell apart in the second inning. Rob, second inning. Your boy here on a ticket had five Ks. He got three <laughs> out of the five in the first inning. Struggled to get the one, and got pulled in four innings. It was a bad night. Bad night. Um. Yeah. The bats cooled off completely. I think Cassiano said when he landed in Arizona, everything changed. Couldn't see the ball yeah. to save his life. Finished the series one for 21. Rob. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Cassianos. Combined. I'm going to, let's see. 72 at-bats in total. Between them, 11 hits. And of those 11 hits, how many were in the first game? Probably, what, four? Uh, I didn't right. go that well, far. Well, Castellanos well, in the first game, yes. First two games, there were five home runs combined because of the three from Schwarber, the two from Castellanos and Harper. I believe Harper had another RBI hit in the first game as well. Castellanos didn't have a single hit the rest of the series. Schwarber, I believe, singled in game one also. I don't I don't know. We're not checking. I Turner, this, good lord. Well, here's here's the numbers. Ugh. And I'm only going from six and seven and total for the series. Trey Turner went five for twenty-five, a home run, uh, two RBIs. It was a solo shot, by the way. And then he had an RBI. At least it solo. was. It, it did get them on the board in the uh, in the second game, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was in the first inning. He had four Ks, and three walks. So he kind of saw the ball, but four walk, four Ks. Game six and seven, Rob. 
combined 0 for 8. Game 6, he had a strikeout. Bryce Harper, 5 for 23. Two home runs, three RBIs, six Ks, six walks. You know, it felt like more. It felt like more strikeouts. For a lot of swing and misses, for sure. Yeah, I would whiff. love to see the whiffs. I, I probably should have found those numbers in the um, in the midst of doing my mental preparation for this uh, episode. For game six, 0-3, two Ks, and a walk. Game seven, the only reason this one stat that I'll be saying is because they kept showing it after the game. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Harper, in game seven, must win. He went 0-4, for 4, a strikeout. And was 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. That's the only side that they showed up. They couldn't find the rest for the others. Nick Cassianos. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to put the uh, the women and children to bed for this. <laughs> Would you say he was the MVP heading into the NLCS for the Phillies? If, One if, they, gave, yeah, if they gave out an award for um, Division Series MVP, he probably would have been either him or, I guess, Harper right. in the, the series against Atlanta. But I'm saying going into like the NLCS, he was probably your, one of your best reliable hitters at this point. He was your hottest hitter by, by a mile. Well, not by a mile. He and, he and Harper were the two best hitters. On the, they were clearly the obvi- like the most obviously best hitters in the playoffs to that point, in, in the NL at least. For real. Castellanos, I know in game one, I remember this. Game one, his first at bat, hits a home run. First swing. First swing. After that, he had three at-bats, 0 for 3. Mm. So he went 1 for 4 that night. Game 2 to game 7, 0 for, 0 for 21. Combined 1 for 24, 1 home run, 2 RBIs. He had a sack fly, which was the second RBI. 11 strikeouts, 2 walks. Game 6 and 7, copy and paste. 0 for 4 with 2 Ks each. What happened to this lineup? And don't get me so- started. And Johan Rojas. Johan Rojas did not belong in the lineup after game, I don't even know, game three. I know he had the triple in the one game, the accidental, you know, he accidentally made contact and the ball went down the line. Right. There, there are so many layers to this that I would love to peel back right. and examine each one. To me, this series at, in the middle of game three, mm-hmm felt too much to me and this is why i didn't get too involved as the one i was still upset but i did not expect them to win game seven and i'm not saying that as a jaded phillies fan i'm not saying that to sound smart after the fact because i said this to you numerous times i said this to other people numerous times and i have it on record this series to me by the time the weekend rolled around by the time game three ended felt too much to me like the sixers hawk series you did say and that. that series damaged me as a Philadelphia sports fan, so much to the point where I didn't really enjoy the Game 5 win in this series. I just expected dread right? and expected um, to be disappointed as we ended it. So the main thing in games, I would say, 4 through, including Game 5, which I know they had success Game 5, in Games 4 through 7, because mm-hmm. uh, the first three, I think, were a little bit more of kind of like a feeling out process. Um, obviously, the Phillies got the better of, of Arizona in Games 1 and 2, and then in Game 3, Arizona won. But as we got through Game 3, and then Game 4 was the obvious one because that was the bullpen game for um, Arizona, it became clear to me that Tory Lovello was outmanaging Rob Thompson. And that's not as much of an indictment on Thompson as it is 
a, a pat on the back of Bello. I thought he, he he just had a really great series, and he, every button he pressed was a good one. He benched Tommy Pham for game five and then brought him back for game six, and Pham hits a home run. Right. Um, the only thing that really didn't work out for him, uh, any time he used Pavin Smith, I thought pa- Pavin Smith was terrible the entire time. I think he went like 0 for 6. Uh, used him uh, as a pinch hitter yes, numerous times for uh, Longoria. I thought taking Longoria uh, off of third and DHing him and then using, um, Christ, I'm forgetting the kid's name, uh, the third baseman. Um, uh, got, uh, inconsequential to the success of the series, but Rivera. third baseman for them. Rivera. Yes. Yeah, Rivera had a great series defensively um, outside of the one play at home where he kind of threw the ball away on the Bohm, um little whatever that was, a fielder's choice. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I thought Lavello outmanaged uh, Thompson. And in once the game begins, the only decisions that managers truly make are pinch hitting decisions slash pinch running and then also the bullpen usage. The, the thing to me that stood out is once the Phillies lost the two games in Arizona, they put a lot more pressure on themselves to hit. And when you're pressing, that's when you don't hit. And it's it's a natural psychological response and physical response to struggling or you know feeling the pressure of the moment is to press when you're batting. But when you press, nothing goes well. And the Phillies were pressing and they were not adjusting whatsoever to the Arizona bullpen. They saw the same arms four times. You know, Ginkle... Seawald, um, Saul Frank, they saw all the same guys over and over, did not hit them at all. When the series got to game, so once you got to game four, and it was probably the fourth time Alvarado pitched in the series, Yeah, you saw a Moreno hit him. Um, they were hitting the ball off of him. Thomas. Then l- later in the Kirkering, by the time they saw him, the second time they were hitting him. Uh, then Kimbrell, they saw him three times in the first four games, and they hit him. So... And then toward the end of the series, they were hitting Alvarado, too, and also hitting Hoffman. Um, when the Phillies, on the other hand, they were seeing the same arms over and over, the same matchups each game. The lefties were coming in for Schwarber and Harper. The righties were coming in for Castellanos, Bohm, and Turner, and none of them could hit the, the bullpen of, of Arizona. I thought they were their, their approach was horrible. I thought the Diamondbacks' approach was professional, measured, and they went up there with a plan. Yeah. Phillies went up there with no plan, almost as if they were seeing these pitchers for the first time. And no more evident than Bohm, Castellanos, Real Muto, and Turner facing the righties of the bullpen. Yeah, I know Bra- I know tunneling is a big thing now, and I've said this to you and I've said it to other people. Mm-hmm. Pitchers now are taught to pitch pretty much. If, if you follow Pitching Ninja on Twitter, you kind of understand this better. You can kind of see it. Okay. He, he'll post these overlays of, you know, Aaron Nola throwing a fastball and Aaron Nola throwing a knuckle curve. Now here's them overlaid. And they look okay. like the same pitch coming out of the hand, and yes. then like halfway to the plate, the curveball just falls off the table. That's why if you ever see the clip of uh, Freddie Freeman striking out of the curveball down the middle against Gallon in L.A., mm. it, it looks like a fastball coming out of the hand. The Phillies, I know that righties especially are great at tunneling. The Phillies went up there as if every pitch was going to be a, a fastball in the outer half, and every breaking ball broke into the other batter's box, and they swung and missed at every single one of them. And they're swinging at first pitch breaking balls, they're swinging at balls in the dirt early in the count. They're swinging at balls above the zone. They went up there with no approach aside from, I'm going to ambush, and I'm going to be aggressive, and I'm not going to work a walk. I'm not going to put the ball in play. I'm going to try to put the ball over everybody and put it into the stands and be a hero. And I thought that was a horrible approach by the Phillies. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of now reliving um, it. 
in, uh, in positive news, we do have life. I got the first basket correct in the Sixers game. Dame Lillard. It was uh, Tobias Harris. Wow. <laughs> Good one. Nice one. Now, now, let's see if they offer me a cash out. <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> um, Anthony Davis later gets me $60. I doubt that. Oh, he might. It was, it was him. It was him. Uh, it was him Tuesday. So, oh, I mean, he got criticized, ethered all over the the internet. Yeah, no points in the second half. That was my main takeaway. Uh, there are obviously other things. If we want to make a list of people to blame, I I do have that list mentally. <laughs> um, the fact that they stuffed pitching to Harper and Schwarber after Game Five was evident, and put a lot of pressure on one that puts a, a ton of pressure on Marsh and Rojas. At the bottom oh yeah to get to because then if first base is occupied you have to pitch to schwarber and also puts a ton of pressure on turner to get on for harper it kind of nullifies the phillies running game because the three guys who can steal outside of stott are marsh rojas and turner so even if they get on they take second they're just going to walk schwarber or harper and it put a ton of pressure on bohm and bohm i know he had a couple dunks in the right center field and he had the one home run he didn't really look good at the plate at all and in game seven they they actually attacked harper and he had no idea he, he Fastball right down the middle, hit it to center field, thought maybe he had a chance, but no. And he took a fastball right down the middle early in the at-bat. I think he was caught off guard by how aggressive they were toward the end of game seven. So, yeah, I don't know. I was surprised that they pitched it to him and Schwarber in game seven. Yeah. I thought they were just going to do, all right, we're walking you or we're pitching around you or we're making you swing and miss, if anything. Yeah, um, yeah Harper said in the post game that he, he was looking for a fastball. He got the pitch he wanted right where he wanted yep. and just didn't them. pull the trigger. And the other one, he missed it by, you know, a millimeter or something like that. Didn't get it quite on it, and that's what it was, a, a fly out to left center. I think Goriel caught it. And in fairness, I mean, that's them not pitching, giving him anything to hit. He hadn't really seen a pitch like that in the previous couple of games. The only one they saw was decent was the fastball in the outer half that he pulled over the pool in right center in game five. Yeah. He didn't see anything in Game 6. He didn't see much in Game 7. They kind of went after him. And his numbers, I think, are a little misleading. I think the strikeout numbers are him trying to make something out of nothing, knowing that the guy behind him in the lineup was not going to do anything. Um, right. But also, to me, the big – yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, also, I mean, he did get pitches, but just like you said, they were they were so pressed. Yeah. And they were swinging at the first pitch that they didn't let the pitch come to them. They went soft – a ball, a baseball coming their way, they're going to try to hack it at every time. They're trying to play long ball. You got to play the small ball. And that's another thing Arizona did to perfection. They played the small ball when needed. Um, it, this team only goes as far as Harper goes. If Harper's struggling up on the plate and you got Turner going back to pre August 4th, Schwarber can give you, you know, a double here and there or a home run, but usually he's not really. The guy, yep. Bohm pressured Stott also. He didn't really do I th- much. I thought Stott had a decent series. He was the only Philly stealing bases, really. And um, fielding tremendously. He, he yeah. was great on defense. So the Phillies in all seven games total had uh, seven stolen bases in the series. Uh, I believe like four were Stott. I think um, Harper had one or two, and I forget where the other one was. It might have been Rojas. Um, or Rojas. It might have been actually Marsh. Um, eh, both it, maybe. in game in games six and seven combined yeah. only the Diamondbacks had eight stolen bases uh, in game seven they had 11 hits and 10 of them were singles the only one that wasn't was the double by um, Carroll uh, Marte 
off of, um, I believe, off of Alvarado in the eighth inning. Oh, Jesus. Um, so they had 11 hits, 10 singles. I guarantee you all 11 of those guys made it to second base, whether it be through small ball, uh, station-to-station ball, stealing second, pass balls. The Phillies did not control the run game at all, and the one time they did, Ranger picked off um, Carroll and Harper threw the ball away. So, Yeah. And I don't think this is on JT. I think he's good at stabilizing things behind the plate. It's just his pitches did not help him out. Kimbrell doesn't hold runners on at all. Alvarado really any good at holding runners on. Kirkering is so young that I don't think he's really ever had to work. And, you know, Nolan Wheeler got stolen on and run on, you know, numerous times. Um, to me, the biggest moment of the series was in Game 7. Um, if you want to, you know, eliminate some of the early stuff. Yeah, yeah. The fourth inning with the bases loaded. Um, sticking with Rojas there. Have it right I know here. it's early. I know it's early in the game, and I know that you, Thompson, for whatever reason, made a pledge to Rojas that he is the center fielder. Um, at a certain point, you do have to pull the plug, and with how poorly Rojas played uh, at the plate, I know he had a couple. I think he had the he might have had a double and a triple in the series. Yeah, a double he, and a triple in the series. Yes. He so had there were a few moments where he looked okay and looked. A little bit less than passable, but at no point during the series did he look comfortable. At a no point in the series did I have any type of confidence in him. He can't bunt. He can't be. He barely puts the ball in place. Swings at everything, and he looked overmatched. He looked like he was guessing every single pitch. He looked like me playing video games. And in that moment, I know that you know you're you're not exactly you know dripping with options. And I'll get to if you want to point fingers, I have a finger I can point at that. Right. But in that moment, you got to go to either Cave off the bench. You got to go to Sosa. You got to go to somebody. Pache worked a walk later in the, in the game. If you work a walk there and you get a run in, that is huge. Right. Especially in that in that juncture when I believe they were up three two or up two one at that point after the start single or the start double. Yeah. Because uh, I think that was in the third second inning. Second inning. Um, so they had the lead. I'm sorry, that was no, that was after no, that was in the fourth, Four. I believe. Because Bohm hit the home run in the second. Yeah. Bohm hit the homer and then um, he also scored on the start double and I could That's right. May as well just look at it. Um the, the start double was in the fourth. Okay. The fourth inning was your biggest moment of the game. Yeah. In that fourth inning, you had... Um, you still had Merrill Kelly pitching. You had the bases loaded with JT, um, Stott, and uh, Marsh. Rojas at the plate, facing Kelly. You go right then and there. You go to get Jake Cave off the bench. And, I, and Thompson talking about saving Cave and not wanting to burn a pinch hitter there. I couldn't care less about Jake Cave in that situation. You bring him in... He had a good at bat against Atlanta. I'm sorry, against um, he had a good at bat in game two off of uh, who was the reliever face. I forget who the reliever was, but he hit the double off the wall. Probably should have been a triple. He was safe at third, but Thompson wasn't going to challenge it. Yeah. And his other at bat in the playoffs, I thought he looked fine. You in that situation, you got to bring Cave in. Even if 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 they bring the lefty in, you go get Pache. You go get Sosa. Get somebody to come bat. And if you got to burn Cave in that situation, you got to burn him. That's a huge spot in that ball game, and they never got a chance like that the rest of the game. The only other time I could think about it is when Schwarber doubled and they couldn't get him home. They couldn't even yeah. get him to third. And that was a turn. If you if you go there and you get Cave and say they bring the lefty, they bring in Saul Frank, and you say, all right, we got to burn Cave, we got a pinch hit for pinch hitter who was announced. Yeah. And you go get a Mundo Sosa or Christian Pache, and one of those guys just puts a single off the middle and two runs are in. You're up by four. At the that whole point. momentum is changed. And everything's different. And you have Ranger on the mound, who I thought pitched pretty well. He wasn't great, but he was fine. You got Wheeler waiting to come in and pitch, give you three innings. You got Hoffman and Alvarado rested. 
and you have a basically you you need to get at that point um what 12 outs from your bullpen yeah. or 15 you got five innings remaining after that you got to get 15 outs combined between ranger wheeler um alvarado and hoffman and even if you want to get lorenzen because lorenzen gave you um um, a little bit of comp- a competitive inning in game six. So and he, he stranded a runner for what it's worth. So, or Strom. You got to get 15 outs from five guys, essentially. Soto. That's doable. Anyway. And and at that point, you're up four to one with the little single up the middle instead of being up two to one. And God forbid you put together a rally there. They bring a righty in to face your... I'm sorry. They, they bring a lefty in to face Cave and you turn him around and you bring in the pinch hitter. All of a sudden, he hits a single up the middle, whoever it is, Roja, um, Pache or Sosa. And then you got the top of the order coming up, Schwarber facing the lefty and whatever, two outs. And maybe you could put something together. Maybe they don't pitch to Schwarber. And Turner comes up with the bases. Look, there, you have so many things that can happen there. And a young team like the Diamondbacks can spiral out of control, much like in games one and two. And you just didn't do it. And Thompson said the reason for that was he didn't want to burn Cave and he might need him later. He went up using Cave with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, down two in a in a closeout situation anyway who cares you bring in stubs to pinch hit in the ninth if that's the case you can lay a bunt down i, I don't really care you, you got to go for the kill there I'd, I'd rather have lorenzen at the plate than than rojas in the situation <laughs> another time i think <laughs> i would have gone to the bench i i'm being dead serious when i say i would have pinch hit for castellanos in the ninth inning i think i didn't bottom of the ninth game. thing bottom of the ninth inning with nobody out it, leading off the inning was castellanos oh, Marsh, yeah, and hit. um and um and a pinch hitter for Pache at the end against Paul Seawald. I don't care who it is. I'm bringing in Garrett Stubbs to pinch hit for Castellanos there, and he's laying down a bunt and trying to get on for me. <laughs> Want to get your leadoff hitter on? It gets Marsh to the plate, and if there's not a double play, you get back to the top of the order with Schwarber. I'm being dead serious. I would have pinch hit for Castellanos there. With how he finished the series, I don't care if he gets upset. I don't care if he's you know pissed off because you pinch hit for him. I'm an all star. I don't care. You got to win that game. You worry about that in the in the four day layoff when you're in Texas. I was the MVP of the division series. Yeah, no. I, at, that, at that point, I'm not worried about the ego. You're one for twenty three, buddy. You ain't gonna be one for twenty four. Yeah, settle down. Um, I couldn't yeah, care right. less. I, I'm I'm 100%. going to the bench. I'm getting stubbed. I'm getting so I'm getting somebody that can start something off for me. Yeah, and I'll worry I'll I'll worry about defense in the tenth if we tie it. You can put stubs in the outfield. You can lose the DH and put Schwarber out there. I don't care what you do. You got options. And Absolutely. unfortunately, Thompson Thompson stuck to his guns, and he, if, to a fault, but he is loyal to his guys. To a fault, sometimes he's loyal, but it just didn't work out for you. Uh, Lillard one for three so far. You just costed your the season, and now fans in Philadelphia. I'm, so I'm was Jay Crowder too. on the Bucks. Oh wow, he just he's never <laughs> made a three. Yeah, he's never made a three in, your, in his life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're loyal to a fault, but at what point? At what point? I guess the ninth inning when it really doesn't matter. You kind of you pull the trigger yeah. then to put Cave in and keep Cassiano. Dude, I was there for the fourth inning with my dad. What at home watching it? And I la- I sent you the video. I believe I sent you the video of the guy on TikTok talking about the bases loaded scenario. Right? Yes. Yeah, Brody. Yes. In real time, I was watching that pitch to Marsh. I'm like. No shot. You're pitching to Marsh. There's yeah. no shot. You're you're yeah, basically Marsh. making Marsh either help you out by swinging outside or inside and getting the K or whatever, or you're pitching around to get to Rojas, and it's right there in front of us, and no one sees us. I'm standing there with my dad. 
I'm seeing it. I'm sure you were probably noticing it. How does I don't Topper know how not you don't have? That? How do you not like at least show a pinch hitter on deck there? I wouldn't do even that. Even if you don't, even if you have no intention of hitting for Rojas, put Cave on deck. Maybe Marsh gets a pitch to hit there. That's and, true. And it, at least I they have the threat of a guy that can hit righties on deck, or they bring in the lefty, and again you burn your pinch hitter. Who cares? All right, right, right. right. It, it, the lefty righty splits don't matter when you have a righty like a Sosa on the back. I don't. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. The, they were never going to give Marsh a pitch to hit there as long as Rojas was on deck. Even Pache, Pache's not much of a hitter either. You show him on for Rojas, that does change things a little bit because he's a lot more selective, and you saw that when he walked later in the game. I, I didn't. <laughs> well, you didn't see it, but I mean. I heard he the, did. The wonderful though. listeners. Right, right, right. But Pache <laughs> worked a walk later. He worked a great at bat. I think he worked it full off of, I, it was either Saul Frank or Ginkle that he faced. Uh, Ginkle didn't walk anybody, but whoever the lefty was that Pache faced later in the game worked a walk and he probably would have done that there in the fourth inning been a little bit more selective against kelly or whoever they bring in bro and it's just a missed opportunity and i don't i don't remember because i'm trying to block it out of my memory but that at bat with Rojas when he stepped up he yep. looked shook and didn't belong there and i can't believe everyone in that stadium didn't realize what was happening at the marsh at bat and then yep. you're just, you're bumming to the music that he walks up to, and you're thinking, yep. this is it. The rookie's going to finally get out of this slump and get a good base hit, bring in yep. two. I had no but faith in that. Happening. I had no faith. And I told my dad, I'm like, you and I can trade pitches. One, I throw one, then you throw the second, and I go back. Me and my dad, my 89-year-old dad with a bad right <laughs> shoulder, can strike out Rojas at this point. Rojas at least get him to get himself pitiful. out. This was bad. Anything that was like over the plate in, he didn't swing. But anything high and in, anything high and in, he is swinging for the fences. What are we doing, my guy? Yeah, and, I, for and how I'm on record as well. Looked. Oh yeah, he's very uncomfortable. And I'm on record as well. It's telling you, you and call my friends. We got to get Rojas out of there. We got to throw Pache, mix it up. You know, yeah. get him out of the lineup. And I've been told, well, no, he has better defense. I'm like, sure, but. We needed an at-bat right here, a quality at-bat, and that was the moment. Game 7? Game 7? You led the series 2 nothing, dropped 2 straight, you steal 1-5, and five, and then you drop Game 6? Yeah, you empty the bench. Fuck, put yep. Taiwan Walker at-bat. At he hasn't done shit anyway. Excuse my language. And that's another story we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I was going to touch on that too. But what's going on, yo? What happened with Topper? So with all the deficiencies that Pache has, he has experience. He had 21 games, I believe, played in the uh, the 2021 postseason with the Braves, whether in uh, defensive roles or starting games. And he also played in the 2020 playoffs with the Braves in the uh, like the the fake bubbles that they had. I think at some <laughs> point, you, I, I, so to be honest with you, Rojas's defense was fine. I don't think it's his otherworldly defense. He's not out there playing Willie Mays center field. In the regular season, I thought he had good defense, but in the postseason, his defense was no better than what Pache or Mars would give you. All right. And to be honest with you, I I, I could live with Jake Cave playing left field if you want to put Marsh in center and sit Rojas. Um, That's what I was saying as well. Another thing that I think is kind of overlooked, but it's not something that you're thinking about in the moment. Oh, wait, wait. So, Taiwan Walker. Yep. One thing, sorry. Rojas, 4 for 43 in this postseason. 15 Ks, batting, average batting, 0.93. That's it. Yeah, under 100. Um, and he looked over Matt every time he batted. Even the triple he had was an accident down the line. Um, yeah, and Taiwan the times Walker. he got on, he wasn't running. So Taiwan Walker, $72 million cheerleader, 
Um, not even in his spikes for most of the time. So this is another thing I had, a, a problem I had with Thompson. The 10 nothing game in game two. Yeah. And also the blowout you had in game whatever. It was game three against the Braves. Yes. The Harper game. Yes. And even the, um, you know, the game you, you won in game five against uh, Arizona. You're up, by, you're up by five runs. Why? Uh, so Sanchez, I understand why they didn't use him, but why is Walker not giving you at least an inning in one of those games? Just to get him out there and get some experience. They, they, say they, didn't, they barely use Lorenzen who I guess would have been in a similar role to Walker. But if you envision yourself maybe needing Walker in a game six or a game seven out of the bullpen with your bullpen completely decimated or piggybacking in game three, All right. I'm sorry, game, uh, game four with Sanchez, how are you not using him in the blowout game? And why are you wasting real pitchers in that game? Walker needs to give you at least an inning in one of those games to get his feet wet. Because otherwise, why is he occupying a roster spot? Right. He's he's not going to come in and magically be Nate Evaldi in the extra innings if they go to an extra inning game like Evaldi was in the World Series in 2018. He's not going to come in and just magically save the day. He's going to come in and suck. I don't even know why he was on the roster. I, I would have just kept an extra. I would have just kept Weston Wilson on the roster if I did. they were longer whatsoever. And same thing with San, uh, Sanchez and Lorenzen. I know that it's kind of hard to carve out a role for certain guys, but in these blowout games, you got to get these guys in. Sanchez right. is out there throwing everything, every curveball and every changeup into the dirt in game four because he hasn't thrown a pitch in 18 days. Right. And it, it just made no sense. I, I thought the, the bullpen usage, the lack of willingness to change things up in the lineup and change things up with, you know, in the middle of the game, get a pinch hitter. I thought that kind of what lost in the series. And Arizona, you know, pinch hitters left and right, pinch runners coming in. Alec Thomas hits a home run in game four, doesn't even start game five. Like, it, it's crazy. Dude, I think you and I called it in the first two games here in Philly. We would see the shot of the bench, the dugout, excuse me. Taiwan Walker is at the top of the step. I, I appreciate that he was. I, I think it said something about him as a teammate, that he was engaged the entire time. And But we noticed you know, that, that he was there in game one and two. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. But in Arizona, he was in the same spot. Back home, yeah, he was in the bullpen. Spot. I think I think there was one game he was in the bullpen. I think it was game four. He was in the bullpen in Arizona, but that was it. He was probably bored being in the dugout. He's like, all right, let me go out here in the bullpen, familiar territory, see a mound for once. This was malpractice on another front too. The Rojas was just malpractice completely. Basis right, we have a Danny. We have a Danny Green sighting. Daniel Richard Green Jr. My and man. A Kelly Oubre signing. Kelly Oubre off the bench. Oof. The Rojas was the ultimate malpractice. This yeah. was malpractice. Tywan Walker, correct me if I'm wrong, he was maybe your top win winning starting pitcher of the season. He was willing and dealing. Yep. And you didn't use him once? And then the Chris Sanchez game, the commentators were saying, well, the reason they went with Sanchez is because they had a simulated game between those two, and Sanchez got the better of Walker. I was like... Give me a break. No, Sanchez yeah. over Walker? No I shot. I understood it. Sanchez, I think, was more effective than Walker, especially down the stretch in the regular season. But sure. I don't know how you don't piggyback them. Go Sanchez one time through the order and then get Walker in there for right. at least the righties in the middle of the order between Moreno, Walker, and Gurriel and those guys. And Longoria. And you then put Wheeler out there in seven on short notice, but you didn't put Walker out there? Granted, he Walker, didn't pitch yeah. all series, but... Come on, you got to empty the yeah. bullpen, the dugout, stuff out there. 
So especially once you knew you weren't going to use Kimbrel in any really any real spots, and you probably weren't going to use Kirkering much down the stretch either. Right. Walker needs to give you some length in either game four or game five out of the bullpen. Uh, obviously, Wheeler gave you a, a, an amazing outing in game five, but in game four, I, I think they should have piggybacked Walker and um, Sanchez. And Sanchez. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out here, so. I think he did a good job putting this team together. I think a lot of it was easy stuff, though, between signing Castellanos and signing Schwarber and signing Turner. Right. Guys that all kind of wanted to be here or guys that, you know, Harper kind of pressured him into signing. Uh, I don't think Dave Dombrowski is blameless in the grand scheme of this. I understand the Phillies had one of the, I think, third highest payroll in baseball, and the Diamondbacks did not. Diamondbacks just lost 104 games two years ago. The Phillies were in the playoffs last year and, won, and almost won the World Series. Yeah. I, I think that Dombrowski is not blameless here, so... Let me just run down a few of the moves that he made ever since the end of last season. So trading uh, Matt Beerling and Nick Maton for Gregory Soto. I think that's a probably a wash, if not a slight net positive. Beerling and Maton were in Detroit. Soto wasn't very good here, but I think a, a pole pen arm is probably better than what you, whatever. Signing Trey Turner, that was an easy one because he wanted to be here anyway. Turned down more money to come here. Right. Hoffman signing, sure. Good move. Great move. I thought he was the Keep best him. reliever in the bullpen this year. Keep him. Keep him around. Sign him, sign him for five years for all I care. Um, <laughs> Taiwan Walker signing. Questionable at the time. Still questionable. You probably could have had Quintana. You could have had uh, – there's a handful of guys you probably could have had. Could have gone after Evaldi. Um, he also wanted to be here. Or John Gray. You can. Uh, uh, Dombrowski also has familiarity with Evaldi from uh, their time in Boston. Um, mm -hmm. What else did he do? He traded Bailey Falter for Rodolfo Castro. If you don't know who that is, it's because he didn't touch the field. <laughs> do with the cell Rojas, phone. Rojas called up. And then uh, the Matt Strom signing. Strom, I thought, was really good for them this year. One of their unsung heroes. Kind of this year's Bailey Falter. I thought that uh, Turner was good down the stretch. Um, not addressing the... Yeah, not, and Lorenzen, I thought, was a decent pickup. He, he was kind of uh, like net negative by the end because he had a five ERA. But the first two starts, he gave them... A, in Miami and Philly were really good. By the way, that um, pot, that uh, Rojas call-up was only because Pache got hurt. Yeah, Pache was hurt, and they needed a guy. So, And also, for what it's worth, they also got Pache. Pache played pretty well early in the season for them. Yeah, Had a big home run in Miami. So uh, I'm not saying Dombrowski was bad this year. I just think I don't know how you go through the deadline and not get another arm for the bullpen. Uh, Lorenzo was brought in to be a, you know the sixth starter and kind of the swing guy. And eventually, kind of just useless at the end. And they, <laughs> I don't know how you don't get a bench bat. And I don't know how you get a how you don't get a bench bat. Your 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 two lefties on the bench for most of the season, at the end at least, were Derek Hall, who was terrible, and um, Jake Cave, who was mashing in AAA but couldn't do it in, in the majors. And, and Cody Clemens disappeared. Rojas slash Pache, uh, Marsh, if he's not starting. So you, your bench was really thin this year. And I know Stubbs. last year they had a pretty yeah. Last year their bench was what Stubbs. Um, one of Sosa and Stott, one of Veerling and Marsh, and then um, who was the other guy that was on the bench list? They had uh, like Muziati or whatever that guy's name was, the outfielder. And the the other outfielder they had was Dalton Guthrie. Guthrie. This year the bench was horrible in the playoffs. Uh, there's not a single guy I trusted on that bench, maybe outside of Sosa. You have Sosa, Cave, Stubbs, um, Pache, and that uh, there's a fifth that I'm probably forgetting. But it, I don't know how you don't address the bench. You could have gone out and gotten like a Matt Carpenter for the bench. You could have gone out and gotten, you could have made a run in any in Hap to fortify the lineup. And then you don't have to worry about Rojas being your center fielder. Um, there's a lot. Of, Paul Seawald was traded for a fourth outfielder from Seattle to Arizona, and then he came and he burned you. 
every year there are relief pitch, pitchers out there. There are guys that you doesn't. can go and get that you can get a reliever, you can get a swingman. I know he got Lorenzen, but that can't be your move. Last year he got David Robertson for the bullpen to fortify that. He got a center fielder in Marsh. And then he went out and got a starting pitcher in Syndergaard. He filled all three of the biggest holes they had. Right. This team had some glaring holes in the field. Just... They were relying on Dominguez. They were relying on Kirkering. They were relying on Alvarado. Relying in, in part to um, between Walker and Sanchez for one of them to figure it out. And I thought, to be honest with you, I know they made two moves, but I thought they put the trade deadline and they could have gone out and gotten somebody. Aroldis Chapman was traded. That's right. He was traded from Kansas City to Texas. I know he at times struggles, but he's a guy you probably could have brought in and trusted. He's pitched really well for Texas down the stretch. You could have gone out and gotten Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. You could have gotten a lot of guys. There's and a name. They, didn't, they didn't get a single guy. There's also a name that you missed that Dombrowski also got. One Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, fair. Forgot about him. I mean... Forgetful for sure. I mean, I'll give you a dollar if you could tell me who the Sixers' leading scorer is. VJ <laughs> Tucker. I don't know. Kelly Oubre. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Off he, the bench, he, baby. It's a Kansas boy. He's uh, he's actually in my overs and unders later for his shooter uh, shoot, baby. That's what yeah. happens. <laughs> Ten points, three of three off the bench. And oh, we got who else came? Was that Pep Beverly came in? And here's the thing: we we had this discussion off air, I believe. For sure, I know for sure we did. Because we were hyped for the rosters, and he was being coy. Topper was being coy. Because Reese Hoskins was being rumored around. We talked about it on the uh, the 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 phone call episode. The phone call. There you go. Come on now. In hindsight, I mean, sure he probably wasn't ready. But you got Reese Hoskins at the plate. You, you don't, don't think Reese Hoskins was salivating in the dugout when J.K. was batting in the ninth inning the other night? You don't think he was salivating with the bases loaded? You have a guy that was batting under a hundred. Yeah, good point. They bring it. Yeah, think about it. They bring. Think about this. Think about it. you bring him in in that moment. Granted, say mm-hmm. he strikes out or whatever. Sure. Cool. Get a pinch runner for him. Whatever. He's not going to take the field. Put Pache yeah. out there. Something. I well, think know. think about it this way: if he's on the roster in, instead of I don't know Walker, that fourth inning comes around. You bring in Cave to pinch hit for Rojas. They bring a lefty out of the bullpen. You have to pinch hit for Cave now. You got yeah. Reese Hoskins on the bench. I, they might not even bring in the lefty out of the bullpen. They might just let face Jay Cave. Cave, I know he hit 214 or whatever it was in the regular season. He's a bigger threat there than Rojas. There's some, that fourth inning was the end of the series for me. Once they didn't get the run in that inning, I knew it was over. And I think I texted you guys and said that that's it. And I texted numerous people. I was more down on them because I saw the trends of Turner and Bone. Whatever. Let's move on. Oh, dude. Um, it was... Abysmal. I think that's when I solidified. Like, I told my dad, I'm "Like, dude, I'm not gonna get. I'm not yep. staying up till ne- till the ninth inning. I waited till the sixth. Once that happened, I was like, I'm done. See ya. I'm out of here. All right. All right. What do you want to talk about now? Uh, <sighs> Let's go. So Don- Dombrowski, he was asked about Bryce Harper, by the way, um, yes, about potentially playing first base. He said it's kind of up to Bryce, which uh, unfortunately every decision about this franchise is up to Bryce. It that's seems. a cop out. You got to make um, a move. Make make a stand. Just tell, give me something. Oh, uh, you actually have that here. Um. He also that, talked about that's going to tie in. Yeah, that'll tie into whether or not they keep um, Reese Reese around. Yeah, and Reese wants and to then, stay, and they seem to want Nola back. And uh, uh, Reese's wife Jamie also tweeted earlier, uh, "We love failure, something like that, always and forever. Or, love you, failure, always and forever, something like that." So a little cryptic. I think if you had a gun to my head right now, and um, even if it wasn't loaded, and you said, "Is Reese Hoskins back next year?" 
I would still say it's 50 50. I think he either signs a one year deal to stay, or I think he'll be a San Francisco Giant. I think he stays. I think Harper. I think Harper, because it's on Harper's shoulder and he doesn't want to be the dick. So he's like, yeah, you can bring him up. But then if you I just, put. I just don't know what you do. He, the, Harper has to be able to play the outfield. Even if he's not a full time outfielder, he has to be able to play the outfield. Can that arm because you it? have to be you got to be able to shift Castellanos. His arm is better than whatever Marsh gives you, better than what Castellanos gives you. Rojas. Even if you have to bring Reese back and he's kind of a bench bat, which is unlikely, you sh- you put Schwarber in left like you had him all year long anyway. You deal with a bad defense and you have the best offense in baseball. Sure. You put Marsh in center. Rojas and Triple A, or trade Rojas for all I care. That and dude, that stock went down. Trade him for an arm. I don't care who you get. Trade him for Degrom. Punt the <laughs> punt the next year. Degrom. <laughs> what? The, that was that would be up there with the AJ Brown <laughs> trade. Yeah, well, fair. Well, I mean, Degrom's not pitching <laughs> next year anyway. Trade him for an arm. Go get uh, go get Tyler Glass now. And boom, there's your Nolan replacement you needed. Great. Oh, yeah, I think that I, th- well, I think Tampa's trading him anyway. So. And Rojas is probably perfect for Tampa. They can turn him into a reliever. Um, th- I mean, we could have went south, too, because we could have seen this coming. The first Game 7 ever in Philly's history. So, also worth noting, uh, if you want to look for a parallel here, yeah. uh, the 20-point lead that the Sixers blew in Game 4 against the Hawks. Yeah. Kind of reminds you of the 5-2 lead they blew in Game 2 in this series. Uh, Trey Young, quiet in Game 7 for the Hawks, but he hit a couple big shots late. Um, not the same, but Corbin Carroll basically did nothing this series until Game nothing. Seven, and Game Seven he came alive. So and he look, stole in Game Seven. He, he, Corbin Carroll did everything in this series that you would want Trey Turner. If you told me you can give three hundred million dollars to Trey Turner or Corbin Carroll, right? I am taking Corbin Carroll for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah. Corbin Carroll is exactly what you want to Trey Turner. Same thing with Cattell Marte. I'm not giving him three hundred million. If you said who's maybe the better, who, who? Yeah, maybe one fifty. Whatever. Five years, one fifty. Corbin Carroll and Cattell Marte did exactly what you needed Trey Turner to do. Not. Here's an interesting thing, too. Um, Lavelli, right? That's his manager's name? Uh, Lavelli, yeah. Former Philly. He did what Topper should have been doing, changing the lineup at least at some point. In Game 7, yeah. he changed the lineup from Corbin Carroll at the leadoff and then Marte. He changed it to Marte, then Carroll. He flipped it. He flipped also took it out Thomas out. Perfection. Thomas also sat three times for the, the two Ranger starts and the um and the Sanchez start. Yeah. Um. In fairness, there weren't a ton of options there for Thompson. I mean, I probably would have flipped Marsh and Stott and had Marsh batting fifth and Stott batting seventh or eighth or whatever. Um. I guess the only guy that was realistic to put in the four spot behind Harper would have been Real Muto. Granted, he wasn't hitting great. But if you if you move Bohm and Real Mo- and Stott down, say they go, you know, one, two, and three stays the same. Schwarber, Turner, Harper. Yeah. I I think a lot of people would agree that probably shouldn't have changed anyway. Schwarber, I thought would play pretty well. Um, Turner was terrible. Harper was fine. Uh, even if you go those three, and then you go Real Muto, Marsh, four or five, then you're six, seven, eight, nine. It's just a bunch of guys that can't hit. Then you got Bohm, Stott, Castellanos, and Very Rojas. So heavy. anytime those guys come up, you can bring in Timmy from probably get a you know no runs in the inning. So I think that. The, his t- his hands were tied a little bit because the entire lineup went Marsh, who I thought was fantastic in the entire ed- for the season, really, a player in the NLCS. Um, but at, at the same time, you have to, something's got to give. Put Cave in there for Game 7 instead of Rojas. 
I was I was saying it in Arizona. You got to change Rojas at some point. Um, Rojas really, he's not the reason they lost this series. Oh yeah, but he's, sure. not, he's certainly he's certainly one of them. That fourth inning doesn't help his cause either. Um, to finish and, up this, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to make one point about Kimbrel. Go ahead. I know a lot of people are upset about the Kimbrel move in Game oh, Five yeah. or Game Four. In Game Three, I don't think you can put that totally on him. It was a one-one game, and it was a tough spot. I know he lost it, but. The offense also did nothing. I totally understand going back to him in game four. The thing in game four that made no sense to me was using Kirkering in the spot where you probably should have used Dominguez. Yeah. I thought it was it was too risky of a spot to use him. And too as soon. soon as he he came in and put base. And Alvarado had to come in and try to bail him out and he couldn't. And it was a Moreno hit the uh had the single up gap and that's when eventually when they took leave. The Kimbrel, I thought going back to him in game four was okay. Yeah. I don't hate it as I understand the the disdain for it by a lot of people. I think they already burned Hoffman by that point. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure Hoffman came in and got Sanchez out of fourth inning or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so you already kind of burned a couple guys. Maybe you go to Strom there instead of, um, excuse me, um, Kirk. instead of Kirkering. But I mean, Strom already, Strom pitched af- after Hoffman. So going to Kirkering in the, in the seventh or whatever it was, I don't know. I understand Kimbrell came and gave it three hits and three runs. Um, at a certain point, you get him out of there, but even Alvarado couldn't come in and save that. I Kimbrell's velocity was still there. I know he's kind of he was kind of shot by the end of the year. Yeah. But who else are you going to in that spot? Unless you're going to go to the you know get Lorenzen or or you know someone a Wheeler a day early. I don't know what you're going to do there. So I think his, uh, Thompson's hands were kind of tied, partially because he didn't piggyback Walker and Sanchez. Yeah, and had to go to Hoffman and Strom out of the bullpen early in the game and try to piece it together. And if you're going to be in a battle of bullpens with Arizona, Arizona's going to win that all day, all day. Um, yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Um, I was just going to say to put a bow on this this topic and we could move on. Um, also, Dombrowski talked about Chris Sanchez and quote unquote he believes he'll be in the rotation next year. So. I think he was he was good this he year. Was good. So I, I think it I think it's worth a try. But then on the um, Andrew Painter situation, he does not expect him at all next season. Yeah, he got Tommy John pretty late, so I think I think there's a chance we see Griff McGarry in 2024. But it also depends on what your rotation looks like. If your rotation is, um, people are calling is you know it, it, is Wheeler, Suarez, Walker, Sanchez guy then you're in trouble. If you bring in a guy to replace Nola or at least keep Nola, even if it's an overpayment, at least you have a, you know, a pretty formidable rotation until someone goes down. And if also another layer to 2024 as well. So what was that? If, if you lose Nola this upcoming year, you could also lose Wheeler the year after. And then you're yikes. And then you got to sign either the Japanese guy or, you know, sign someone big. And I kind of don't want Blake Snell here, so. People are calling I for think, Sonny Gray. I think the obvious target this offseason for the Phillies is Josh Hader. Um, I could do with that. I don't need Bellinger. I know Bellinger might be a, a target. He's getting too million somewhere. I think he's going to stay a Cub. But I, I think if you don't get, if you if you lose Nola, yeah, then the, the guy I would go after is Tyler Glass now. I would try to make it work with him. and Or maybe even try to get Jose Quintana from the Mets. Um, you know, hitter wise, I would try to make a run at Mark Canna or Tommy Pham, those guys. But you got to get a closer, and haters the easy one. So, 
Yeah. That's all I got on the Phillies. I'm all Phillied out at this point. Yeah, I'm Phillied out. And I'm tired of dancing on my own. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't five. Have to, doesn't have to yeah, say Yeah, it's officially a loser song. I, I'm done. <laughs> but, uh, you, use the Robin version instead. Uh, fly, Sixers making this again. Flyers up one nothing. All right. I have a playlist, right? I have Stott song. And I have the Harper um, Moby song, Flower. Yep. When yep. they come on, I instantly change it. It's just a sick to my stomach. It's too soon for me. It's, no. Good songs, but. Yeah, Flower is a tough Flower is not really one you can vibe to when you're driving. It only works in the ballpark. Or at work for me. I'm, and AOK is kind of a, AOK is a lousy song. And uh, Balm's song takes too <laughs> oh, long dude. to get to the good part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Oh, game game one's Friday. Yeah. Let's just at least give the, the respect to the people who were actually in the final. Yeah. Who do you good got? Good pitching matchup. Um, I believe it. I Gallen. believe it's Evaldi and Gallon. So it's a good pitching matchup. I'm going to respectfully toward the D-backs because I think they are a good team. And if you listen back to the preseason preview, I said they were a dark horse to make the playoffs. So uh, at least I got that right. Um, go. <laughs> got everything else wrong, but got that right. Um, I think the I think the Rangers win game one. They win like six one. Um, it, it's tough. I, I know that Gallon and Kelly are good, and Fott really pitched out of his mind in this series. Um, He's going to be your future and, ace on that team. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a freaking guy. He looks like a player. He's boys. Um, I think he. I think he's legit. Um, but I think it's tough to compete with Evaldi and uh, Montgomery. And if Scherzer gives you anything, I think the the advantages are pretty much across the board for Texas. Um, you could argue catcher. I think that Moreno is better than Heim. Sure. And I think that you could argue Walker better than um, than Lowe at first. But Walker did nothing in the NLC. That's another thing. The Phillies really did not get to... Walker did nothing against them. Nothing. Gerald and P. Gurriel had the one home run, but he didn't do anything either. I, I don't even know. How, how did they fucking lose this series? I don't even know how it happened. I mean, Gurriel made some good... Play- he stole a couple home runs in left field. I think in he made. He made so, yeah, he's a good defender, but... Um, I mean, they got nothing from Walker, got nothing from Longoria. Nothing from Col- Carroll. Nothing from Carroll until Game 7, and pretty much nothing from uh, from Tommy Pham until Game 6. I don't. It still makes no sense how they got I don't understand it. But I think Texas, across the board, is better. I think Arizona has the better bullpen. But Texas has two starting pitchers that can give you seven innings on a given night, and Montgomery even pitched in relief in Game 7 against Houston. So it's going to be tough to beat Texas. And his last thing on baseball. I'm, I'll also pick the Rangers, but I think it'll be I close think I got to Rangers. 6-1 for sure. I, I got Rangers in five. I got D-backs in seven. I think D-backs Ooh. are going to hang around, dude. I, I'm i sold I on them. Brandon Fott versus Max Scherzer in game seven. That's probably advantage D-backs. I think Scherzer shits his pants in game seven. <laughs> um, all right, last thing on the baseball. I mean, we glossed over Texas, you know, defeated the Astros 11-4, though, in game seven, a shellacking. Did you know? Here's a little nugget here. I'm surprised you didn't pick it up. The road team in this series mm-hmm. won every single game. Second time ever in MLB history that the road team won every game in a seven-game series. Do you know what the other instance was? No. 2019 World Series where Houston was also involved. That was also when they were cheating at home, no and they shot. lost all four home games <laughs> to Washington. So pretty crazy that they're the only team to lose all four home games where no home team won. Pretty crazy that they went down 0-2. And... Like that's out. almost that's almost more like it's pretty weird that they won all three on the. That's even crazier than the fact that they. <laughs> I, I don't think this will be too much of a sweat for the Rangers. I think they're going to roll right through the Diamondbacks and show 
what will really piss me off is if the Rangers lose and the Diamondbacks barely beat them. Because it's going to be the exact same situation as the 2019 Sixers or the 2021 Sixers where the Nets and the Bucks look like crap in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. And the Sixers very well could have beaten either of them. Now, was this all I, – I even told you this. I think it was on Twitter. You said it reminds you of the Sixers-Hawks. I was saying I think it reminds me more of Sixers-Celtics. You had home field and you blew it. Yeah. Well, yeah, game, game six, six and seven, for sure. That's the best parallel you can draw, too. Uh, game six and seven, Harden and Bede playing poorly. You know, Harper, Schwarber, Turner, Boehm, Castillo, like five, 66% of the lineup playing poorly. Dude, Whatever, let's three move runs, on. three runs, three runs in game six yeah, and seven. Terrible, Come on. Right. terrible, awful. Flyers, and he, had the lead, and he had the lead in game seven. <sighs> yes, that's Flyers. true. Flyers, Flyers doing well. They're tied for first in the Metropolitan. If the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, they they almost beat the uh, the Golden Knights on Tuesday. They lost very. They lost late. In, um, Your really Golden nice Knights, goal. by the way. Your Golden Knights. Yeah, they're fun. I'm. St- they're starting to become too mainstream. Starting to get a little uh, sour. I still. Their jerseys suck now, dude. You got to get. I, they're mustard piss yellow. I, I prefer the, the gray one. God, um, dude, that's but terrible. Paul Cotter had a really nice goal. I love. I think he's a star. Um, Shea Theodore had the game-winning Um That was an ESPN venture on Tuesday. The Flyers look good, man. They've lost um, two out of three road games, which is discouraging, but I believe they're undefeated. Um, they lost to Ottawa on the road, and I believe they lost to... Uh, they also lost to Vegas on the road. Yeah, they lost in overtime to Dallas, but they won two games at home. They beat Vancouver and Edmonton, and, they beat, and Edmonton, and and they also beat Columbus on the road. So they played some good teams, early. right? And tonight they there's played a kid. The I, yeah, there's a kid I really like on the Flyers. named Bobby Brink. Um, great name, a great hockey name. Just a, he's from Minnesota. He's a Minnesota? good old American boy. They have they have a fun looking team. I mean, I, I was looking at the roster earlier. Talking to a colleague about it, a friend, a colleague, of mine. and I was like, I really like this Brink guy. And I was looking through the roster; they have an interesting little roster. Travis Sanheim's up, up to a really good start. He's second in the NHL in minutes played per game, and he's also he leads the Flyers in assists. I think he is emerging as a. T- I think Cam York, really fun defenseman. Uh, Carter Hart has looked fantastic early on in this. Even Samuel Urson backup looked good. Dallas game. I know most most people weren't watching that game because it was coinciding with the fly, uh, the Phillies game, but they looked good in Dallas. And I, I, I don't know. I think Tortorella's got them, and they yeah. have more guys coming. They have Cutter Gauthier who could be here next year, and they have Matt Vaymichkov who could be here in a few years. And I think, I think they, they could be a playoff team as early as next year. They could maybe sneak in this year, but I think more likely to get in next year. I'm I'm really excited about the Flyers right now, actually. I'm excited too. I. I got the hat on for those of you watching on Spotify. I'm I mean, ready. I'm I'm ready to buy a Flyers jersey from China. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not quite there, but I have a gritty T-shirt jersey, yes. so I'm I'm good. I'm sold there. The um, problem is every every time I get a jersey from of a Flyers player, they they go away. Yikes! I don't have any current Flyers left. Um, I don't know if anybody does. I was looking on Fanduel for like odds. Yep. Clearly, I missed it because I didn't know when the season started. I didn't know they were already like two weeks in. <laughs> but I did see that they have, which is a, kind of a mean spirited uh, feature for NHL. But it's also the, it, it's also a, a donation if you took it. Right, the worst regular season record according to FanDuel. Flyers sit at number five at plus eleven hundred. I thought they were going to be good this year, but I guess not, according to FanDuel. 
I think they're going to be um, not good enough for a great. They're not going to be good enough to get into the playoffs, but they won't be bad enough for a top pick. They're back in purgatory, but I think they're on the. At least this time they're ascending as opposed to descending. Uh, Sean Couturier being back and healthy is awesome, and so is Cam Atkinson. Two play, two like few, two of the few veterans they have on the. So, uh, they're playing Minnesota tonight. They're up one. Person, they're going to be good this year. I think. I think they'll be they'll be passable. I like it. Um, yeah, we, we might have to actually go to a couple of Flyers games. Just yeah, the, we got to get some games under our belt this year. Yeah, it was fun last time. Even though I needed a federal donut, I need one. That was tragic what happened to me last year. Well, in a hockey game, those things get hard as a puck. So, <laughs> yeah, right. All right, we have officially arrived at the uh, the. Well, I guess there's not really any cheating here because it is a few games in, but I don't think these uh, much is going to change as a result. Um, over under draft. In the NBA. Oof. We forgot to do this last year. Uh, we could do conference standings as well. I'll have to do it on the fly. but um, We can do that another day. Yeah, maybe we can just put it on the... Yeah, we'll do yeah. it next episode. We'll just do it on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so the over-under, what do we do? Four over, four under? Yeah. Last time it was three. Okay. Like two years ago. I like the idea of doing more. So this is uh, win totals. Obviously not much has changed. I, I, you can still bet these on FanDuel, so I think it's fair that we do doing them now. I believe the Sixers still have the the sixth highest uh, win over under in the league, because they were sixth in odds every time I went to see if I could bet teams to win fifty games, forty five games, or fifty five yeah. games. Um, I think it's the Bucks, the Cavs, the Celtics, um, maybe the Warriors, and the Nuggets are above them, and then then it's the Sixers. So, oh, the Suns—that's who it was. Los Suns. So four over four unders. Um, I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm going off the top of the head here. Right, you want to go first? Uh, sure, I'll take the first pick. All right. My first over, or my first pick here. What was that? Uh, let's go with um. My first pick is going to be the Kings over 44 and a half. Kings over 44. Okay, not bad. For me, give me Wizards over 24 and a half. And that means I go again? Yep. All right. Give me Timberwolves under 44 and a half. Under 44 and a half? Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be any good either. The Twin Towers. That never works. Come on. Oh, now. God, that's right. Um, boom, boom. I go Dallas under 43 and a half. I think that's a a team that... That's a I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it really is. Uh, my next one will be... Well, I kind of like Utah this year. But I don't love that number. Ah, screw it. I'll go the Jazz over thirty-five and a half. Nice, nice, nice. All right. I think they're going to be better. They got John Collins there. I know they got they lost last night to the Kings, but I think they're going to be better this year. Yeah, they they will be. Jazz they have a fun team. team. <laughs> yeah. Jinx, there you go. Um, give me Suns over fifty-one and a half. Dicey yeah, that's there. another team that could be a ticking time bomb. Um, Beal has yet to play. He's not going to play tonight. 
we'll see, I guess, what I feel. The Sixers were just in this game. Now they're getting their butts kicked. Oh, I see one right here. Give me under Grizzlies. That John Moran is going to go down again. Mark my words. I don't want to see it, but. Yeah, that could very well happen. Instagram is the death of him. Yeah. And TikTok fair. at this point. Um. Hmm. The, the thing with the Bucks and the Celtics is one of them I think is going to pop off. The other one I, I think could also be a little bit of a mess. Um, the Celtics became a super team all of a sudden. I forgot Porzingis yeah, they, they, they also traded away their heart and soul. I'm going Boston under. Ooh. Yeah, they traded away their, their heart and soul. Marcus Smart. They're relying pretty heavily on F. Porzingis and Al. Both guys are in a weird spot in their career. They're, they're going to miss Grant Williams. I think that's a team that's that could also. Loss. Yeah. I know they brought in Drew Holiday, but he's. Uh, and you can't really rely on him to be proper. Uh, Jalen Brown still can't dribble with his left hand. And Tatum, at some point, is going to have to put it together. Um, so I got. I'll go Indiana over 39 and a half. There you I go. Liked, I like them this year. I like, you took one it's of a good mine. team. I like them. All right. Me too. <laughs> I had them. That was my next pick. All right. Um, all right. Give me. Fuck. Give me Bulls over 37 and a half. And then under, do I have this team in there? Oh, this is your last pick. Oh, no, it's not. We got eight. Give me Hornets under 31 and a half. That team, they're in, that's purgatory right there. That's a horrible team. That team's uh, going down. Yeah, it's not only purgatory, but it's a solitary confinement, that team. <laughs> um, I might shock you. I guess. Over. I guess I'll be the one to do it. I'll take the Sixers over. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that leaves me with my final pick. Has to be an under. Uh, who's going to disappoint? Uh, hmm. Oh, Thunder under. Thunder under. I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be 45 wins good, though. Did you see Chet Homer get absolutely demolished by Drummond? Yeah. He's going to have some growing pains, even though he is a guy that I think could win him uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, but he's he's got some serious growing pains ahead of him. So does Wemby with the Spurs. Um, did you see Wemby had the exact same stat line as uh, Tim Duncan in his debut? I did not. Did not. I think it was like 16 points, six rebounds or something like that, and the same number of shots taken. He needs to get some some muscle. Get some yeah, he needs a churros. full year. He needs to go on what I – I mean, who knows? It's worked for Brandon Ingram, but he's got to go on a full steak and potato diet. And I said the same thing about Ingram when he came into the NBA and he still hasn't done it. So right. I'm not hopeful. I mean, if he, if he just grows into like a Giannis body, then he's going to be impossible to stop. He's 740, he can make – um, and my last pick. Yes. The Heat. Over four. Miami four under. Oh, over. Over, over. And that's it. Yeah, I'm missing one for you. Really? Um, Washington, Minnesota, Phoenix, Memphis, Chicago, Charlotte, Miami. Yeah. That's one, two, three. I got seven for you. How? You just named eight teams. 
Washington, Minnesota, Phoenix, Memphis, oh, Chicago, Jesus. Charlotte, Miami. Uh, so I need an under? Yeah. Yeah. Give me under Houston. Yeah, I thought about them too. All right. Do you want to do awards? Uh, this do, is kind of. Are you? Do you have I'm eight? Sorry. I got one, two. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just skipping the last round. One, two, three, four. We're doing this on the fly, folks. Yeah. I need an under here. Um, let's go under. Right, one. Two, yeah, I only got three unders. Um. All right, someone's got to be terrible. Uh, we don't want no one to disappoint. That's why we skipped it. You know what? You know who could disappoint this year a little bit? Clippers. Oh, Warriors. Yeah, they're Warriors. That's exactly what I'm going with. They could make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be. They were the seventh seed last year. Yeah. This year, it's possible they're the same. I get four. So, just uh, to recap, you have Washington, Phoenix, Chicago, and um, and Miami. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Washington, Phoenix, Chicago, Miami over. Minnesota, Memphis, Charlotte, and Houston under. So you kind of went with the bad team unders, like good to medium team overs. I have Sacramento, Utah, Indiana, Philadelphia. Dallas, Boston, Oklahoma City, and Golden State—all four good teams under. Two good strategies. <laughs> yeah, I, this uh, for, off the top of the dome. I feel like we're going to go something like twelve out of sixteen on these, just because they were off the top of the head and we didn't overthink it, like the football ones. Right. All right. Um, do you want to do finals or awards? Yeah, let's do finals real quick. Okay. Um, While you think, I already have the NBA script. It. Okay, it's, it's been leaked. It's been leaked. LeBron James is going to start dating Taylor Swift. Or, uh, it'll, it'll be, uh, well, she's taken Zendaya. Oh, Tom Holland. <laughs> I feel for you, brother. Who? Spider-Man? Sounds like a relief picture to me. They're, ma- they're married. Spider-Man? Spider- yeah. Spider-Man's married to the, Zendaya? the drug addict from... Uh, I believe so, yeah. From, well... <laughs> <laughs> what 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 happens first? What happens first? Euphoria. LeBron play LeBron plays with Bronny or Euphoria has a new episode that Bronny and LeBron. I think so too. <laughs> Especially with this writer strike. We might not get another Euphoria until like Zendaya has a kid. It'll be LeBron and Bronny in the playoffs before yeah, Euphoria. LeBron and Bronny will win their second consecutive title before we get another <laughs> Euphoria episode. Especially after that guy died. Oh yeah. Um, um Angus Cloud. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, because LeBron's been leaking, like he's giving the team over to AD, which is a mistake. If you saw the second half of that Nuggets game, oh, um, sucks so and bad. he's hinting that you know he's retiring soon, but he wants to play with his son. Give me Lakers, Celtics, but Celtics and six in the Lakers, Staples Celtics. Center, in the Staples Center, or the Crypto Arena where Jason Tatum will show off the Kobe. You so know, you know that I kind of like where your head is. I like where your head is at. Um, I think it would be fun if LeBron beat either this, either um, Miami or Cleveland in the finals. Though I'm going to go with. I know this is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous prediction. Yeah, but I'm going to have Milwaukee in the finals. That's not the dangerous part. The dangerous part is who I'm going to have them beating. The Spurs. I think the Clippers finally get there. God. Load management. I think the the Clippers get there. I think Milwaukee wins it. I think Milwaukee in a classic six-game series, we get 
Kawhi finally, you know, playing enough games to be considered, you know, elite again. Paul George figures it out. I think Harden finally gets there. Um, and we get a Damian Lillard in his first year, almost kind of like a Matthew Stafford type of deal, leaving the team that he was loyal to forever, um, getting a chance to spread his wings. Now, the only thing that I think could blow up in my in Milwaukee's face is Adrian Griffin is a first and they just lost Terry So yeah, it's a little bit... Terry Stott's leaving in spite of the fact that he was the veteran coach there and part of the reason that Dame is there now. Uh, him clashing with Adrian Griffin could be a problem. So I think him leaving could also cause a little bit of turmoil. I don't really see any other big... Like, I'm not really convinced that any of these... I don't think the... Um, obviously, I don't think the mm-hmm. Celtics get back there. I don't think Miami does it. I don't really like the Warriors or the Lakers. Not really. I think parity is back, however, in the NBA. Parity. Yeah, we've seen it the last few years. There's been different matchups in the finals of the last couple of years, so I think it'll be a fun, fun year. All right. Um, all right. Awards. Yes. MVP. Who's your MVP? Um, let's see. I'm doing this off the top of the head. Um, Embiid won it last year. Joker should have won it most likely. For some reason, I want to say Anthony Davis, but I can't. Um, Tatum is the, I think the the guy a lot of people think is going to do it. I'm going to go with Luca. I would love that. Give me Giannis. He just got paid. He's got a point guard that. Pretty much solidified his career now in Milwaukee. Yeah, I worry that maybe some of his counting stats are impacted though by bringing in uh, Lillard. That's true. Uh, the other thing that could be a problem in Milwaukee: who gets the end of the game? Do you want to go Giannis running downhill on people, or do you want to go to Dame trying to create uh, defensive player of the year? It might hack a hack a Giannis at that point. Yeah. Um, Joker. I'm gonna go Jaron Jackson. Ooh, he did get posterized. Oh, did he? By Zion. Uh, well, Zion dunks on everybody. Uh, most improved player. This is a, I might have to look at the odds for this because I have an idea of, but it, this is always a crapshoot. Give me Ben 10 for the third year in a row. Oh, boy. Well, he can't get any worse. Um, I'm a sucker for I those a, summer workout videos. I do have a name that I like here, but I don't know if this is somebody. I don't even know who they consider this for. Um most improved. Uh, Luca has the second best MVP odds, by the way. Um, yes, Moran. Giannis third. Uh, oh, Jaron Jackson's actually the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, uh, most improved. I don't. I don't agree with some of these. Um, it goes: Mikael Bridges, Tyrese Maxey, Kate Cunningham, Anthony Simon, Scotty Barnes, Jordan Poole. Um, is my guy even on here? Jordan Poole would be interesting. Actually, he he's got full reign to do whatever he wants in Washington. Um, yeah, I don't even know if uh, this is a shot in the dark. I, I'm going to go with Emmanuel quickly for most improved. It's about time for the next. Yeah, they need something to go right. I six have, man. I have no idea uh, who the six man is. By the way, Kelly Oubre is like third in odds for six man. I'm pretty sure. Give me uh, Kelly Oubre. Uh, no, he's not third. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He was on here the other day. Uh, whatever he is. Oh, Quickly is actually the favorite here. Um, you want me to read you some of the names? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly, Norman Powell, Malik Monk, Cam Thomas, Malcolm Brogdon, 
Chris Paul, Buddy Heald, Tim Hardaway Jr., Bobby Portis, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Caleb Barton, Gary Trent, Karis LeVert, Jonathan Kaminga, Eric Gordon, Kelly Oubre. There we go. I got to Malik Monk. I, Monk is the perfect guy for that. Um, I'm going to go Cam Thomas, but I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting by the end of the year. He had like 30 points. He had, he's just right. a microwave off the bench. The same reason Monk is a, considered a uh, comeback player of the year. Um, I don't even know who the. Uh, who's coming back? Uh, I mean, Demar Hamlin. Let's go. With yeah, that. let's go Hamlin. Um, no, I'm serious. Go to Lamar Hamlin. I have no idea. Comeback player. Because um, Ben Ten. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who else is coming back for anything. Uh, let's go with. Uh, oh, Morant. <laughs> such a bad example. Uh, let's go with uh, comeback player of the year. We'll go with. Uh, I don't know. Charles Sprewell. Uh, coach of the year. Coach of the year. Uh, whoever the Suns coach is. <laughs> uh, it's not Monty Williams. Oh, uh, Budenholzer, right? Uh, Budenholzer, I don't think he... I think Budenholzer's back with the Spurs, isn't he? Uh, the uh, Suns hired... No, the Suns hired a former player. Um, a player? Um, that never works out. Uh, I mean, they coach. did beat the Warriors, so... Oh, it's Frank Vogel. Um... Nick Nurse is my coach of the year. <laughs> Fuck uh, no way. I, I, don't, I don't know. Whoever, whoever the coach of the Warriors or of the OKC is for me, I don't uh, Rookie Donovan? of the year. <laughs> oh, no, he's a bull, right? <laughs> I don't think he's been up for the Bulls for a few years. Jesus, I don't know. Um, I don't follow. I don't know. Uh, Rick Fox. Uh, rookie of the year. I'm going to go Chet. Rookie of the year. Same. Okay. We're not going. Go I didn't know his name. I put. Thundercat who got injured yeah, by LeBron. That's, <laughs> that's literally who I got, who got crossed that's over. Funny. Yeah, right, perfect. Um, all right, and three bold predictions. I let's see. Uh, I got I got my three. Um, I got one. All right, go for um, it. Draymond Green demands a trade. Wow, demands a trade, not gets traded. Demands one. All right, that's a very bold one. Um, uh, I'll come up with something else on the fly here. I don't know if this is bold. I don't know how good he was going to be, but apparently you showed me his stat line already. Wemby averaging a double-double in the first 10 games. Okay. Uh, let's go with... Mm-hmm. Um, you want to give us some time? I can list off my two. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll come up with something. All right. Ben Simmons averaging a near triple-double. Not a triple-single, to be clear. A triple-double. A near triple-double averaging for the season. God, he better fucking go, play. Let's see who I got. Um... Folks, this is bold predictions here. Yeah, I, I got. I wish I thought about this before. Um, Chris Paul avenges uh, a playoff win against that referee. I'm trying to think of who could get traded. That's like a big name. Uh, Do we say it? Number twenty-one. No, I, not that. We're not talking about that. Um, I mean, that's a splash right there. 
Um, I don't, Kawhi? I mean, he's, the, he's, the, he's the most logical guy. Um, Kawhi? Or... See, I, don't, see, I don't believe that. That's the thing. Oh, did like, you I see? Believe... Clippers what? end their pursuit of Harden. <laughs> that made yeah. me laugh. Yeah, no, no one's getting him. Uh, I'm going to go Zach Levine gets traded. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Um, i trying to think of a third one. My third one. Trey Young gets traded at the deadline. Trey gets traded. Um, you know what? I will go with uh, Zion stays healthy and has a an MVP caliber season. I like it. I like it a lot. I'll just go with like Zion has a great season. Uh, <laughs> Zion plays twenty. Games. You can't can't promise keep, the injury. Keep hedging. Yeah, we're gonna keep hedging. That's fair. I do have some. I have some Sixers over unders for you. Oh yes, yes, yes. Ready? Yeah. So uh, I didn't know what their number was. I had them at forty-eight and a half. Turns out they're forty-seven and a half. So whatever. Um. So Joel Embiid over or under one and a half fifty-point games. Over. James Harden nine and a half games played as a Sixer. Under. I'm talking Same. about zero. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, 5.9 assists per game. Say that one more time. Hi- uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, 5.9 assists per game. 5.9 assists. Yeah. A so, game for the season? Average six, or, six or more or under than six. Yep. He did just have a career high in a, pre- in a preseason game, 12 the other night. And with no Harden, there's a chance that he has a career year. I'm talking about preseason. Preseason? Um, preseason. Wow. I think that could affect because of the trade deadline. Never know who's going to get brought in. Yeah. Fuck it. Give me over. I'm going to go over as well. Um, Joel Embiid, 29.9 points per game. Under. I can't. No. He went for the MVP. He went for the MVP. He got it. I'm going to go over. Um, Sixers, over or under one and a half all-stars? Over. Who's, who do you think will be the second one? Because Embiid is, a, is an easy one. I guess Maxi would have to be the guy, right? Maxi would be uh, the clear because of the departure of James Harden, so you have him to roam. But I, I'll go with Toby. Toby, think Toby does it. All right, so um, finally, well, his dad said he's the guy. Got to play so him. Th- this one, uh, I promise, I didn't come up with this as the game. Kelly Oubre. Sure. Over or under two and a half games of 20-plus points off the bench? You tell me he was already the leading scorer, right? He's got 13 tonight. I mean... He's, he, hasn't, he hasn't missed a shot. He's four for four from the field, two for two at the line. Well, let's just make it three. All right, let's make it three and a half? Yeah. I'm going over. Yeah, I'll go over. He's a shooter, baby. Uh, Patrick Beverly over two and a half ejections. <laughs> Give me the over. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the over. Um, Did he call out somebody under, the other day? Like, um, oh, the Raptors. <laughs> didn't he? He said something to Simmons in the preseason, too, didn't he? Oh, uh, Flyers up to nothing, by the way. He got kicked um, out for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but did you see the Raptors comment? No. He, he said, I think it was Ananobi and Siakam. He's like, they don't scare yeah. me. If I saw them down a dark alleyway. Oh, that's, right, that's right. That's right. I did see that. <laughs> um, I love Fat Bev. All right. So. 
this is going to so this will be all NBA plus all defense plus all rookie teams. Um, over or or under one and a half players on the all NBA all defense. Or, assuming Embiid is probably on one of the all NBA teams. Uh, under. Over, over, I'll go over. over. I'll go over because I think Embiid makes an all defense team. Yes, 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 yes. And then finally, over or under two and a half trades between now and the trade deadline for the Sixers. Over. Over. James Harden's not going to give you I, enough. I think the Harden thing, and then they're going to go out and get two more guys. Yeah. I think they'll. I think Jaden Springer's a good trade target. I think they could package Melton with somebody. I think they'll go find some. I think they'll find like a real backup center. Uh, no. It seems like it's Paul Reed tonight. Now, do we um, do we parlay be, that? Those trade pickups with will they actually play? Oh, Dame has twenty one by the way. Um, because Millsap came in, or whoever what didn't do nothing. Harold was ghost. Uh, Corkmaz is still living rent free yeah. that bench on the floor. Actually. I was trying. I was trying to remember who was in the hard trade the other day, and it was Paul Millsap. I can't. I couldn't remember who it was. I knew they gave up three players. They gave up Simmons, Curry, and Drummond. If, and if, I couldn't remember who they got with them. If you can give me a fourth bold, a fourth bold, Cork Miles finally gets traded, and he didn't want to get traded. <laughs> Cork Miles finally gets traded. Yeah, that's possible. And, and he didn't ask for a trade. Oh, you know what? You know what? I have I have another one. So I'll, I'll give you that one. Cork traded. I think Daryl Morey either gets fired or quits. <laughs> Jesus. I love it. I Here's my thought process there. I would not be shocked if, because James Harden refuses to play for Daryl Morey, if ownership gets, uh, if ownership gets impatient and says, you know what, if the only way this is going to work is if Morey's gone, get rid of him. We got an in-house replacement already in Elton Brand. We'll figure it out. Nick Nurse, right. oof. All right. All right. So uh, you want to do NFL picks? This will be a fun one. This will be a quick. Oh, one. we gotta go right. We gotta breeze right through this because uh, yeah, I think these. There's a night already kicked half, off. Six or at halftime, yeah. Uh, for the record, I did have the Bills because I put a bunch of money on them. So, um, Oh, that's right. I don't know because since we didn't record last week for last week's game, I, I had it on the Excel. I put mine on the dock. Yeah, I put mine on the dock too. Oh, okay, perfect. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even look. I just did I, I did. I Bills. did poorly. I, sh- I should have lied about my picks. I did so poorly. Um, Yo, I, I think I hit the Patriots and like, some other. Been four. Right about four. Uh, you got the – there was Some another one you got Texas, right. Texas, um, I think. There was another upset you got right. You got the Jets right two weeks ago. I forget. Um, Never, nevertheless, it was a, it was right, a good week until uh, the end. <laughs> all right, NFL. Yes. Um, so the Bills and Bucks, for what it's worth, I had the Bills in this one. I bet yeah. a bunch of times. So. I don't know. I have, excuse me, let me see. I have the Bucks tonight. Okay. I don't uh, trust well, fourth, the Bills. It's uh, 3 nothing Bills, and it's fourth and goal on the Tampa Bay two-yard line. It's not the tush push, so they ain't getting in. All right, um, I'll. Just, you want me to just read the lines off of Fanduel for, you, or do you have them on you? Oh, uh, I have mine. Or, I'm good. Okay. I, All right. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't you give me the games then, and I'll I'll give you the lines for them if you have them in order. Uh, I'm going off of the dock here. Okay. So, Rams, Cowboys, Rams at Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are minus six and a half in that one. I will go with the Cowboys. Same Cowboys. Okay. Are you writing this down? Or? Or um, I I can I'll do it, I'll do it. Don't worry, I got you. Oh, okay, all right. I got the I got the Cowboys in that one. Okay. All right. Who's uh, uh, who's next? Minnesota at Green Bay, NFC North. Uh, give me the number there. Minnesota Green Bay. 
Where the fuck is it? Oh, uh, it's Minnesota <laughs> minus one and a half on the road. Oh, yes. Uh, I have Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins is in love with Addison. Give me Green Bay. I think this is the week they finally get Jordan Love back on track. Is this the RGRGGGR? Something like that. G? G. <laughs> All right, Packers. Next, your boy, Ritter, at Tennessee. Uh, Falcons minus two and a half. Uh, Will Levis is likely starting in this game. I'm going to go Falcons. This is also the Arthur Smith revenge game facing his former team for the first time. Because Will Levis is starting, does that mean my bold hit? Um, Yeah, well, I'll give it to you. That means fair. I think this might be the Titans game, but I can't pick ever the Titans, so give me Falcons. What a hideous 35 and a half. All right. Yeesh. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Nolans at the fun, fun Indianapolis Colts. Minshew got that I, team rolling. I have no faith in the Saints. They're minus one on the road. I'm going Colts. Same. I mean, this is boring. We're picking the same. Yeah, Olave the, just got, didn't Olave just get arrested too? Probably the new the new Ozuna from the Braves. <laughs> I was just gonna say over the horrible weekend that was the Phillies. That was the bright spot tax. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what it was, but we got yeah, a new my, Ozuna. My, my bad, dog. I played for the Saints and. <laughs> The Grinch is my hand. Uh, what a what a loser. <laughs> uh, next. This one probably be a game of the week here. Patriots at Miami. Now on Ugh. paper that looks like death, but New yeah, England Miami just beat the Bills. Yeah. Uh Mac Jones looked passable last week. I think this is a get right game for the Dolphins. I think they breeze to it. I didn't see too much of the game. Forty three to six win. I didn't see too much of the, the Bam Bull. Here in Philly, but by the way, the Dolphins haven't beaten a team with a winning record since last year. Since Nam, uh, since 22. So, so you got the Dolphins. I'm gonna go Dolphins. I got the Dolphins as well. Dorfine. All right. The game that's played on the moon. Uh yes, the MetLife Bowl. <laughs> yes. The the Jets on the road are minus three. <laughs> the Jets are traveling to MetLife. That is <laughs> entering crazy. through the entering through uh, from the the visiting line. Why can't this be like, you know, like Christmas? You have Dallas and Detroit. I mean, not Christmas yeah, on Thanksgiving. They should, they should play this every year on like nine eleven. Yes, opening, opening yeah. kickoff, or have this as a Sunday night football thing. Or give me, give me no, something. No, no, fuck that. I'm tired of seeing. The Everyone Giants waited to see time. this on the moon. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, they should play this on the moon. Zero this gravity is interesting, would be though. great. This is interesting. Yeah, this is, it is an interesting game. The Does Giants, Daniel Jones uh, come back? The Giants are terrible. Daniel Jones, I don't think, is playing this week. Saquon's back. And Tyrod is making that team look affordable. Yeah, Tyrod now. looks pretty good the other day. Uh, there's no props available. I wonder um, if is... the head coach is doing the play calling. The offense looks great. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Because they looked like they should. Well, they won 14-7 um, in a, just the ugliest game I think I've ever seen. But um, they like won. Fair. One and zero at home, by the way. I mean, not uh, one. Well, the first one at home. So, Tyrod has taken first team reps, by the way. So it seems like it'll be him. I got the Jets stealing this one on the road. I got the Jets taking. This is a big road game for them. They're home away from home. I think they're <laughs> game. I wouldn't be surprised if Jets fans take over that stadium. Giants fans, they they travel well. Jets fans. Yeah, they do. So, <laughs> traveling from New York to Jersey. I'm gonna go Jets. Likewise. All right. This is a pretty this is a pretty chalk week for me. Back on Earth, 
but not yes. not in Europe. We have Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. This is my game of the week. I like. I think this is a letdown spot for the Jags. They just played four games in 19 days. I think this is the the annual. How the hell back on? Your mic cut out, but I believe you were going with the Steelers. Yeah, this is the uh, the annual. How did Mike Tomlin get that team back on track? I'm gonna go Steelers. <laughs> I think this is the letdown spot. Uh, four games in 19 days for the Jags. Five games in uh, in about 25 days. So, for the record, I had the Steelers, but because it's been repetitive, I'm going with the Jags. Okay. Because you never know, Calvin really can finally do something. I keep starting him in my fantasy league, which, by the yeah. way. I'm losing by dumb mistakes by keeping him in the lineup. Might do it again. Um, Houston at Carolina. Carolina, I think, off the bye week now. Yes. Oh, wow. By the way, Josh Allen, uh, incomplete pass on fourth and goal from the one. And then the Bucks went three and out, and the, the Bills are now back in the red zone. Uh, you said Carolina and Houston? Didn't I just call it? Fourth goal. There's no tush push. They're not getting in. They threw the ball. A la... Seahawks versus Patriots. What the Giants shouldn't have done. Um, I'm, I love C.J. Stroud. Yes, it's a uh, oh yeah, the rookies. Bryce I'm Young, going Houston Stroud. here. Yeah, I'm going Houston here. Oh, Even yeah. though Adam Thielen's on him has been great this year for Carolina. I think it's a good chance for Houston. Houston's been really good this year. I'm actually surprised at that. I believe I have them on my over unders. You do. I think you're probably close. Oh yes, I do, baby. Over six and a half. We're on our way. Let's get it. Six um, and a half was their number? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was lower. Uh, I have the Texans as well. All right. All right. Are we in the late window now? Almost. WFT hosting our Eagles is the uh, late Eagles, 1 o'clock game. Eagles, Eagles win and cover. What about cover? They I think the they, one learned, last time. they learned from last time. I think they're going to come out and they're going to look more like the Eagles this week. Do you have a big game from McLaurin? He burned us last time. Uh, yes, and I also have a big game from one of the two Eagles receivers, probably Brown because he's the whiner, but I think Devontae has a chance to break out this game. Does the new acquisition, Julio Jones, get some action? He got one catch? Last yeah, time. I don't. I, I was kind of discouraged with how little he played. He just got um, on the team. I, I wasn't yeah, thinking anything of it. I thought they would use him in the red zone. But your I, boy I, here I, picked yep. him up in fantasy. Did you? Oh, yeah, that was a good start for me. Wishful thinking. <laughs> I, I needed think it that, down bad. I think Devontae is going to um, have a big game. Yeah. I think he, he's the guy that always plays well against. First throw to Devontae Smith. You heard it here oh, yeah. first. Take a deep shot on the first play. Why not? All right. Late window game. Cleveland. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, oh. Sam Howell's on, on pace to get sacked uh, almost 100 times this season. So I think this could be a big game for the Eagles. He's on pace to get sacked 97. Someone, one of the commentators said that David Carr got sacked and Howell's on his way with. With a record speed. I, I think Carr had 78 the year he got sacked. Uh, it, it was 04. And uh, Hal is on pace to just shatter that record. So Insane. We do have, for the record, we have four 4 o'clock window games. We have a 4.05 and then we have three at 4.20. Uh, none of them should be particular. Except for maybe uh, the first two should be close. And no buys. Everyone plays. Yeah, this no week. Bu- no buys this week. I don't know what that's all about. There was just like six buys last week. Six buys last week, four next week, and then four the, the week after that. I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I don't know why. Halloween, baby. That's what it I is. Yes. 
you know, Halloween's on a Tuesday. I don't know what the, I don't know why this week is, I guess, I don't know, who cares? So, uh, by the way, Jalen Ramsey is probably going to play Sunday for the Dolphins. Ooh. Uh, limited action. He's yeah, uh, there's a chance Deshaun Watson plays, but I don't think he will. Cosby. Um, well, his backup played pretty well in that shootout. It was a great yeah, game. Yeah, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker is a good player. Great game. Between him and Minshew, great game. Yep. Um, Seattle hosting Cleveland. Who you got? I'm going to go Seattle, but I think Cleveland keeps it close. Yeah, you and I have the same exact thing. I already have it on the dock. You can check it if you want. All right. Kansas City oh, at Denver. Tell me, is it Cook? I think it was Josh Allen. Motherfuck. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen rushing touchdown. What an asshole. You know, he's yep. my quarterback. Yeah, Cook got him into the red zone, but uh, Allen stole the – he vultured it away. White man taking, taking the goods from a black brother. Craziness. <laughs> All right, Kansas City at Denver. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, easy. I don't think Denver's, like, ever beaten Mahomes. I don't believe in that marriage out in Denver. Broncos country? Let's ride. <laughs> to another L season. All right, Baltimore came alive and dismantled the Lions. Our Lions got absolutely trounced. On the road last week. Ravens at Arizona. Does this a letdown game for for Ravens? I don't know why. This is. Uh, I just feel like our Arizona's going to win this game. It's a trap. I uh, think this is an Arizona. I think this is Arizona's win. I got to see who Baltimore plays next week just to clarify <laughs> if it is a trap. Um, Maybe it's a bye week. Yeah, they played the Seahawks next week. I'm going to go Arizona. Right. I think they win. I'll keep it with uh, Baltimore then. Josh Dobbs has looked really good this year. And then before you ask... The next game. Oh, the I love this game. game. I love this next game. <laughs> Cincinnati. Talk to me about Sam Darnold. It's San Francisco. San Darnold getting the nod? It's Sam Francisco this week. Give Ooh. me the bungle. <laughs> this is going to be loss a number three in a row for the bank for the 49ers. I have if, the Bengals as well. I, if I ever need Joe Burrow to do me a favor, <laughs> it's right here. Give the Eagles a little bit of breathing room in the conference. Right. Go up on the lost column on, on San Francisco in week eight would be huge. You can hear it now. The cries out west. Oh, we should have. We could have been the number one seed if this didn't that this that. If, if they if they banned the touch push, Purdy would have never gotten injured. Um, and that's another yeah, thing. Give, Let's get on the, real quick. With the bungles. That wasn't small, even a touch push, by the way. Give me a small tangent here. As this, as our head coach said, if you could, everybody would. Let's let's settle down. If you can't stop it, don't knock it, baby. Hey, Patriots had the two tight end thing working like a charm before the one guy went AWOL. Everyone else trying to get two tight ends. That ain't work out. Come on now. Let's get it together. And the Wildcat, that came and went. Let's get it. All right, Sunday Night Football. Chicago. I'm some of the I'm looking at the lines for next week. There's one I really like. Next week already? Yeah, the Bengals are homing against the Bills. I like them a lot in that game. Um, Sunday night football. Waited all day for this. I will not be watching this game. I will be asleep. <laughs> Bears at Chargers. The rookie is starting, the, I believe. Bajan, whatever his name is. Beignet, as I like to call him. <laughs> Give me oh, Beignet. So- Give me Benet in the Benet. in the in the Bears to just obliterate the Chargers at home, and Brandon Staley is 
probably burning in that chair. Uh, Alive. I got, the, I got the Chargers winning by like 30. I mean, it's one way or the other. I mean, yeah. Fantasy Daily, shave that beard off. We know it's you under there. You're done. You're done. You'll be a coordinator. Yeah, it's year. not the Scooby-Doo thing where they pull the sack off someone's head. Uh, Monday Night Football, we have the Raiders at the Lions. I believe Garoppolo is on pace to play. He is on pace to play. Lions did get embarrassed the, on the road. My lock, my lock of the week can be an interception from Garoppolo, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whether give me the Lions. Will it be return, Lions. returned or not? Who knows? I got the Lions yeah. as well. I'm going Lions. This so we're pretty chalk this week. We only have a couple that are different. So this week is uh, yeah, just a points accumulation week. Uh, the TTP, where would you like to start? I I have nothing yet. So I got my dog. That's about it. All right. Let's go. All right. Uh, let's go lock because you already have a dog. So we'll just lock. Go. Okay. I'll go first. I'll have the Dolphins in this one. Uh, my lock is going to be the. I'll go Texans as my lock. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I, I haven't done this in a while. Give me the Eagles as my lock. Yikes. Oh, shit. No, no, no. That's a bad thing. I'm the Texans because the Eagles will lose. Uh, <laughs> Texans are my lock. I mean, I've been on a bad break on betting. I told my coworker I should just bet Arizona to win game seven because then that means the Phillies would win. I, You know what? I was close to doing the same. And I told him the score would be three to two. I told him it would be three to two. And it'd be you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is I almost bet it to be three one Arizona. It was plus like seventeen hundred. God, and that would have been close. You would have I, been I mortified. Got, I got severe. Time. I got I got Hawk series vibes, and I got Game Five. I think Game Five, two thousand eleven, was a game. Yeah, it sucks. What was the final score? Four two. Yeah. So I would have lost anyway, but still. Uh, what do you want to do next? Dog. Dog. Um, Bengals. I like that. I got Steelers. Okay. All right, uh, we do points. Uh, I believe the Eagles were minus seven. You said. Yeah, there's seven flat. Yeah, give me that for the. Eagles. I'm going Chiefs minus seven and a half. Chiefs. I guess the Broncos. Okay. And the total. Give me over thirty-six and a half on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> Let's go. I, I gotta go check the uh, the Bing website and make an AI photo of the uh, the gen- <laughs> the Jets and the Giants playing on the moon. Um, will Will Perry be in attendance on the moon? He should be, right? Is he a Giants fan or a Jets fan? Is he a, I mean, I don't know they, what, he travels gonna, well. Yankees fans are usually Giants fans, right? And then yes. Jets fans are Mets fans. Okay, yes, yes, he's probably that. Um, I'm gonna go total my total this week. I think. Well, he went to Buffalo go, to see the Giants. Yeah, my buddy Zach went there too. Oh shit! Um, he said the Giants game and the f- two things that he thought he had low expectations. They still. Um, <laughs> my total. I'm going to go with a shootout. I think Rams Cowboys over forty five and a half. I think that's going to be okay. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, any tie candidates this week? God, that's so bad. Um, tie candidates. Oh, the God, moon would be the funny. Moon. The moon, the moon game, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> would kill my over though. I think that um, I think the funniest tie would be Denver. Oh, yeah, Denver. Well, they would never let that happen with the because Trevor Lawrence will be yeah because Trevor Lawrence will be up in the press box with Mama Kelsey. So uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, what would he be doing there? 
What are you talking about? Uh, he's dating Travis Kelsey, I thought. You said Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> the long hair with the funny nose and the ugly face. Trevor Lawrence. Well done, sir. You tell me a minute. I'm um, so slow. <laughs> my tie candidate this week. Nothing wrong God, with that I either. Think, I think the Sunday night game would be hilarious if the Bears and the Chargers. Brandon Stanley dead after that one. Yeah, we have like three tie candidates next week. Because mm. we got we got Titans, Steelers, we got Bucks and Texans, and then we got WFT and the Patriots. Tie candidate. Yeah. Fuck. What a shit show. Um. Arizona Baltimore could could give me ties. I think Arizona would be yeah. a tie. It would be like a thirteen thirteen game. God. Just for some reason, nothing would work. Tucker misses the PAT. <laughs> oh my god! Statistically speaking, Jake Elliott's been better than Justin Tucker the last three years. He's that's why he's my kicker. The best best player on the Eagles. All right, all right. Any all right, give me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess we can do Survivor still. Um, I didn't do one last week. I just completely forgot. I don't know. I wasn't sure if we were still doing it. Um, I just forgot completely. I don't know who I have left. Um, I'm going to assume I have the Dolphins left. Are we restarting? Or are we going? No, we we'll keep going. Uh, give me. Have I used the Chiefs yet? You have used the Chiefs. Balls. Uh, have I used the Lions yet? You bastard! I also picked uh, the Lions. Oh, uh, uh, well, that's fine. No, I used the Chargers then. You already picked the Chargers. Oh, I picked the Lions. It is then. <laughs> All right, Lions, and then I'll pick. I did lose a couple weeks ago in the uh, in the Survivor or in the yeah. Fuck, who do I who burned me? Was it who who burned me? Was it um It was like, Ravens, right? Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. That was a Steelers game, I think. Or no, who did they lose to? Um Ravens, right? They lost yeah, to Pittsburgh. That's right, it was a Steelers game. The, the collapse that was. Oh, that's right. That that was yeah, that was a comeback. Uh, I watched God. that game and watched my ticket explode. Yeah. I had a I had a family member who had a lot of money on the Ravens. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised you're still alive. Yeah. Uh, give me the moon. Give me the... Let me see. Anyone pick this? <laughs> I, I promise you, you did not pick the Jets. You picked the Giants. So I'll pick the did Jets. I really? Yeah, you picked the Giants. Week two. Oh, yeah, the game that they almost <laughs> lost. That's their one win, right? The Arizona game. Oh, God. So that game should be... That game played on the moon. Loser moves to Mars. <laughs> yes. The, the Mars Rover Giants and the uh, Dark Side of the Moon Jets. Good one. Good one right there. The Jets got to keep winning. I think I might put money on the Jets to make the playoffs. I think it was like plus 300 last time I checked. And with Aaron Rodgers coming back? If we have a good week this week on uh, on the duel of fans or the uh, if I get crowned as the king of drafting, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to put money on the Jets to make the playoffs. Sounds Sixers good. are hanging around, by the way. Well, good time because that's it for the show. I mean, it's yes. a good two-hour plus at least. Yeah, Kelly Oubre mm-hmm. is the best Sixer. Oh, Josh Allen in the medical tent. Get. So RIP to every one of my friggin' <laughs> tickets. This scumbag is on my... I can't... Yo, how can I trade Josh Allen? Every time I try to trade him, it says I can't trade him or Derrick Henry. It's infuriating. Uh, you, you, you can't drop them. You can trade him. You just can't drop them. All right. I'll trade. I'm trading him. You want him? I'm... Dude, I am sick and tired of Josh Allen. <laughs> Fucking scumbag. I, I should have picked Jordan Love to open up the first three weeks. I would have been good. I don't even know who my quarterback is. Oh, CJ Stroud. I'm good. I got a franchise quarterback. I had him in my watch list to pick him up, and you picked him up as you dropped I've Stroud. Jones. I, have, I, have, I have the two quarterbacks whose name starts with ST. I have Stafford and Stroud. I'm good. 
I'm I'm in shambles. I, I think I'm I think I'm actually all in on CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, I like him a lot. I I'm I'm still in on Love. I think he'll be fine. But uh, CJ Stroud, I think I think the world of him. I hope he doesn't turn out to be like a Joe Burrow, where he has like one good year and then you see the cracks in the, in yeah. the sophomore. Well, year. He, he's definitely got some deficiencies, but he I think far. But I'm away talking about like a drop drop. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. I, I don't think you'll see that. It, it, if anything, he'll get better because they're going to get him real receivers. He's not going to be throwing to Robert Woods and freaking Tank Dell. I think that if they get him, a, if they somehow, I said they don't have their own first round pick this year. I was going to say if they somehow sucked pick to get Stroud, Will Anderson. So I don't yeah. know. I think that they, uh, if they can, maybe they, maybe they get T Higgins, and they, uh, and you got Higgins and Stroud for the next ten years. That's great. God, I can't or I guess it. with how unhappy receivers are left and right, it would only be like three years. So right. <laughs> but in the meantime, hopefully, when you're listening to this, you're listening after he's win. Um, they uh, they were said they were close, and then Milwaukee pulled away again. So. Scum. It'll shape up to be a fascinating fourth quarter. I'm excited to. I'm actually drive home today. I was. I'm actually kind of excited about this. I know they're not going to be championship contenders, and the real season starts in April. But I'm ready. I'm ready to get hurt again. It's too soon for me. I'm kind of. I want to keep my distance away from sports. I'm back. Me. I'm back. Let's do it. You know, I got a Flyers hat on. I got the uh, the the uh, the Embiid shirt on tonight. What color jerseys are they wearing? Let's determine if they win or lose. Oh, they're wearing white on the road. Oh, they're wearing white? Oh, they're going to win. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just joking. Uh, well, you're not joking, actually, because they're wearing white on the road. A slight change to the jerseys this year. The drop shadow was more down. I think the jerseys look great. Oh, dude, I got to send you a TikTok, and we'll get off the air because we'll go on the tent yes. for another two hours. But this girl flamed every jersey of the City Editions. I didn't see. Oh, you, sent, all... you sent me a picture. Oh, Dude, they're absolutely atrocious this year. Uh, Worldwide Wob or whatever that guy is. Yes. Rob Perez on Twitter. He flamed every single one of them. There's one good one. None of them have anything to do with any of the cities they're in. There was one good one. The... I think the only good one is it's Mavs, maybe? No. Um, Fuck, I forgot what it was. Let me find it real quick. There's one good one. Uh, maybe we'll agree on it because maybe. Uh, I got to find the damn picture. Fuck, where is it? Uh, he sent it in the group chat. Uh... Uh, this is, is great content here on the on the PHR. This podcast. is phenomenal. Yep. Thanks for um, listening. You, you you can make the argument about Milwaukee being decent. Why did I see this toothless bastard again? <laughs> uh, Timberwolves. Oh, the Timberwolves are the one I liked. What did that look like? I forgot. Oh, yeah, the toothless guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that video gets funnier every time I look at it. Um, yes. Yeah, the uh, the Timberwolves one that kind of oh, looks like uh, like the top of a mountain. Uh, it's, it's the third one in the picture, I say. The Timberwolves? I'm okay. sorry, it's the fourth one in that picture. Okay, yes. Yeah, Timberwolves, I think you can make the argument that one's decent. Every every other one is absolute garbaggio. That's a clean one. Dude, Denver, one I have no crap. idea what that is. That, you know what? We'll, wait, we'll do this next time. We're going to rip every single one of these next, next week. episodes. We got this next week. We're, we got a concept for next week. We have to come up with three good... We have... This is your homework assignment. We have to come up with three compliments. Is it by fanatics? Because that's not good either. I officially, by the way, I officially returned my Kelly Green jersey. I couldn't do it anymore. I um, I had the the I did the points bet promo where you bet five dollars, whatever it was, and you get the one fifty. I it was a it was impossible to find a jersey. I your mic. 
I couldn't hear anything you said. I got a I got a white AJ Brown jersey and it's too small, so <laughs> Jesus. I don't even want it anymore. I'm gonna see if I can sell it for the I'm trying to return it. I'm hopefully but, I can get my money back. I was on I was t- I was um talking to the person from Fanatics and I was like, I just want I see other people that have gotten Kelly Green. Why can't I I was like I sent screenshots of people showing their order. These are exempt from it doesn't say it anywhere else. These other people bought jerseys. Why can't there's here's some Kelly Green gear you can get. They said hat, like a lanyard. I'm like, fuck you. Craziness. Ridiculous. I it was that. I couldn't even there were no Phillies jerseys that were part of the promo. That's how they get you. You got used to and you stuff. Put, you, I was like, maybe I'll just buy regular gear. You can't get any of the NLDS stuff. No. You can't get the playoff hats. Ridiculous. Fanatics. I got a crappy I got Trash. a white AJ Brown jersey. Yep, fuck fanatics. And that's how we end the show. Thanks for yes. listening to episode 127 of the VA Turnbull. Thanks for hanging in there. Two hours. Yep. We'll be shorter next week, next time we record. And we'll definitely we'll flame what? these jerseys. We'll do what? Tuesday, Thursday next week? Yeah. My I schedule's changing in December, so we're going to yeah. have to effort again on the, on the schedule. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I forget what we did before, but it'll be off, what, Wednesday, Thursday in the future? Yeah. So we'll probably still be able to do the Thursday. What a fall from grace. Morning shift, Sunday, Monday to back to the grind and middle of the yeah. week off. In yeah. the winter, till we'll, June. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. I'm not going to. I'm probably going to a lot of flyer games. I think they yeah, primarily play Thursdays. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Go birds. Go birds.